RSN Carnival 2. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. You can talk with Father Gerard Dowling. Welcome to the Family Counselor Program. It's great to be with you wherever you are. We all need a helping hand. It's always great to come in here, spend these two hours with you as you listen. And a friendly voice is just a phone call away. The end is on the line. Hi, Gerard. The Family Counselor Program. We all need someone to talk to. Sunday nights from 10. On RSN 927. Presented by Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation. Striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free doll before you dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. What a week we had on the Late Show. Well, first there was Monday, then there was Tuesday, then there was... No, seriously, we had a great week. Great guests, good fun, the Culinary World Cup. We did it all this week, and if you missed any of it, you can check it out on the podcast part of the website. Make sure you do that. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to rest up and then be back uh, with a vengeance. 11 o'clock, Monday night. Hope to see you then. On RSN 927. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. You've heard of the war on waste, but what can businesses do? Whether you're a brickie or a barista, you can do your bit to keep valuable resources in circulation. Planet Arc has developed the War on Waste Toolkit for Business to help you choose the right recycler or recycling equipment supplier. Get your staff on board and find products made from recycled material. Even if you're not in the recycling business, you can be in the business of recycling. Visit businessrecycling.com.au need a new car battery, RACB comes to you seven days a week. Book your installation online in just minutes and they'll do the rest. To book, visit racb.com.au slash batteries. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at League Tees.
Footies.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Footies.com.au or SN Carnival 2. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. The faster toss, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On RSN Carnival. It's the On RSN Carnival 2, digital radio via WARFradio.com and the VFL app. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day for Round 10. It is Sunday the 14th of July. We're here at Preston City Oval. It is the clash between the Darren Falcons and the NT Thunder. Both sides in a very different situation compared to what they were last year. But, uh, like last year, the NT Thunder will be going in as favourites. We'll explain all about that coming up through our pre-game show for leaguetees.com.au. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company again. And don't fret, don't panic. Unlike yesterday with the SNGWS game, it's not me all by myself. We do have, to quote Ringo Starr, a little help from my friends. Let's first of all begin by going down to the far end of our commentary position. A keen Melbourne supporter who will be later at Marvel Stadium watching them up against the Western Bulldogs. A bit of history between those two clubs. It's great to have it back in the match analyst role for yet another week. It's Elise Collette. Elise, how are you? Good, thank you, Pete. Good morning. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you back. We'll be going through with you about better players. I know one player, especially who you're excited to see back for Darabin. We'll talk about her in just a moment's time. But alongside Elise, uh, for his second game here at Preston City Oval, he's here to call the Darabin Falcons versus Collingwood alongside Coxie a handful of weeks ago. Also happens to be a classmate of uh, Elise at the Holmes Glen Sports Degree. It's great to have, once again, in the commentary position, Paul Sebastiani. Our course leader at Holmes Glen's going to uh, love the uh, pump-up you've just just Ka- given us. Ka-ching, so, ka-ching. Yeah, 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 he's going to like that. So might get an email, maybe a check in the mail soon. So, <laughs> yeah, no, pleasure to be out here at Preston City Oval, as I've said in the uh, last time we called here. Familiar surroundings for me, being a Northern Blues boy for, for many a year, so, and doing play-by-play calling for them this year too, so... Uh, yeah, nice, nice to call the footy at a, at a fantastic local ground. And I know as well. I just, uh, we, of course, we're not on uh, TV. Obviously, we're on radio. People can't see, but to really show the Preston colours, you've got the old bull ants beanie on. I do. Yeah, yeah. They had their while well, the heritage round was a couple of rounds ago, and they were able to they were able to get the win against Coburg out here a couple of weeks ago, which was nice. So uh, back to the uh, stock standard navy blue and uh, white and blue jersey. And uh, I know it's not. Part of the match broadcast today, but yesterday they had a fantastic win after the siren against Port Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, they hadn't won there for, for over a century, I think. So it's been a long, long time since they'd won there. And, uh, we're able to get the, get the chocolates after a kick after the siren from, uh, Jean-Luc Velasaris. So. As I'm a, up and about. As a Port Melbourne supporter, that stings. That stings, <laughs> that stings. It's been a while. But mind you, I've seen us still many a victory against the Bull Ants here at Preston City Oval and had quite a few Palmers and beers over at the Kramers Hotel just across the street, which is a, a must-visit for any footy fan in the area. Very nice, yeah. No, no, their food's, food's good over there and they've always looked after us over the years that I've been at Northern Blues. So, yes. 
Now, we'll go through very shortly having a look at uh, game by game what's happened so far in round 10. Uh, in about 15 minutes' time, we'll be catching up with uh, Michael Erickson, the coach of the Darabin Falcons. And at 11.30, we'll be speaking to Norrell Smith, assistant coach with the NT Thunder. But... Uh, Let's just briefly talk about the game that we've got at hand, which will be starting, of course, with a bounce down at 12 p.m. today. Uh, Lisa and Paul, uh, a very different situation compared to what we saw last year when they first met. It was actually opening round that they met here at Preston City Oval. It was the NT Thunder, brand new side coming into the competition. Nobody knew what to expect. Yes, there was going to be some Crows talent in the side, but how good were going to be the Darwin players? They were coming up against uh, a Darabin side who had just won for the second time their fifth premiership in a row. Red hot, 10 flags in 13 years, and it was the first year that Darabin had lost a hand. They hadn't lost all their stars, but they'd lost a sizable chunk of them. And they were on the end of a hiding. Yeah, I think even today, like you're looking at the game today, and I remember we spoke to the head coach of Darabin a couple of weeks ago here on our call, and and he was adamant that just it was sort of the gutting of the list and and, and mm. changing half the list that sort of affected um, the form of, of the Falcons this year. I know they've only they've only, they won their maiden game. Um, this year as well, so I think they're one and six, still at the bottom of the ladder. But um, I think Michael was more focused on the development of, of certain key players. Um, you know, so and obviously results are a big thing too. But given the fact that they've they've changed such, they've had mm. such a big list change. Um, yeah, it's sort of hard to get that cohesion and consistency going early in the year, given that there's so many different players and different game styles to learn as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams go today. Northern Territory Thunder, obviously, they're five and three at the moment. Um, and they've probably got, yeah, they're probably up in a battle a little bit more than what the Falcons are. But, uh, yeah, they should be set for an intriguing game today, I think. A 5-3, and three, Elise, but a wobbly 5-3 and three for the NT Thunder. Last year when they were running through sides left, right and centre, which actually forced a change in the rules um, to uh, limit the amount of Adelaide-based players that were allowed in the NT Thunder side. Prior to that rule change happening and then the Southern Saints getting their first victory over NT Thunder, they were undefeated. They were running roughshod through everyone. This year, with those rules in place and, and probably a few less Adelaide Crows players due to i.e. Ebony Marinoff's away in Europe at the moment. Uh, as we speak, Chelsea Randall's actually playing Gaelic, and I think I've been having a go of Camogie today over in Ireland. I saw on Instagram with a Camogie stick. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a side that has struggled against some opposition. They got out of jail twice against Carlton, including last week up in Darwin. Darwin had normally been a fortress for them, but they got, uh, they got uh, beaten handsomely by Richmond. A side where you go, you don't... It's Jekyll and Hyde. You really don't know what NT Thunder side's going to show up. Yeah, and I guess with with less Adelaide players in it, it makes it a bit more even. And it, I guess it's also very good for those local NT-based players to develop further and further enhance their draft prospects as well. Because so, they'll um, be... Um, seen by the Adelaide personnel as well as Victorian ones as well? Absolutely, because um, uh, obviously NT Thunder are aligned to South Australia uh, when it comes to the drafting pool for the Adelaide Crows because they do have two separate training bases in Adelaide and the NT Thunder. The vice cap sorry, in Darwin... Uh, with uh, Angela Foley from the NT Thunder uh, being vice-captain of the Adelaide Crows and essentially leading that group up there. Um... 
let's see how they go today because there's a, a, notable, a noticeable change to the list and a few names that we haven't seen so far this year and we'll have to ask Narell Smith about them. But we'll talk about that a, a little bit later on in the pre-game show. We'll take the opportunity to have a look around the grounds about games that were played yesterday. And since you were mentioning uh, Carlton earlier, Paul, yes. uh, Carlton and Cawthorn. The reigning premiers, uh, talk about up and down. They have been up and down. They had a sluggish start to the year. They got going, and all of a sudden, they've dropped some games again. And let's call it even. Let's call the whole thing off. 3 6 a piece, a draw between the Blues and the Hawks. Yeah, I think Carlton are sort of... Uh, they're sort of... Tr- they're playing a lot better football than what they did earlier in the year when they were sort of... They were almost non-competitive in the first couple of weeks as well, sort of getting blown off the park. But, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks, they've sort of bounced back as well. So, to Get a draw against all the Hawks is, yeah. I'd say, probably a better result for them than it is for the Hawks at the moment. Um, but again, like just even going back to the way the Thunder are as well and, and that game yesterday too, VFLW form just fluctuates so much because you've got so many, you've got so many omissions and inclusions every single week. It's just, I think, it's just purely based on the fact that the the competition is getting a lot more popular and you're getting a lot more players coming through the ranks as well. And the VFLW, I think, sort of an area of of the game where you can sort of trial players a lot more than what you may have, especially in the AFLW. So I think that could be a reason why form from bottom teams and top teams fluctuates so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think even Stevens, I think the Hawks would be quite disappointed with, with that result, given where they are on the table. So. Particularly after the loss against Geelong, and uh, Paddy Hill um, did an interview with Hawks TV talking about saying they wanted to get better consistency into their game, and they actually had to kick a goal to get out of jail with 20 mm. seconds to go. Mm. Carlton were almost going to pull that one off. Uh, Brian and Gurr with two goals there for Carlton. Sarah Hosking uh, kicking their other goal. Henderson, Perkins, and Dylan, um, the Hawks. So we don't have the stats, but we do have the better players, including Gurr, Dalton, Pound, playing Clifford and Hosking for Carlton. For the Hawks, uh, Dylan Diet Van Dyke, uh, Georgia Bevan, an Adela- a former Adelaide Crows player, um, uh, Phoebe McWilliams and Henderson. Um, good to see, uh, at least from the Carlton point of view, Gab Pound in the side, firing along as well as Nat Plain. Nat Plain, of course, we know in the past has been hampered by injury. Yeah, I think, too, even as we were saying before as well, like a lot of those AFLW girls that are listed, it's more just they're blowing out the cobwebs and, and getting their fitness up and ready for, for the upcoming AFLW season in a few months as well. So, I mean, it, it's almost like a... I know, obviously, they are taking it seriously, but it's almost like a mini pre-season for them leading up into their main preseason as well, and, and Gab Pounds obviously she's a she's a walk up star for the Carlton side, in the Carlton AFLW side as well. So um, yeah, interesting to see how their form sort of goes leading up into the season. Um, but yeah, I think again it's more just a blowing out of the cobwebs for those girls, I'd say, especially in this in this competition. So a bit of a tough fight out there at Casey Fields. The Casey Demons three two twenty uh, going down to the Western Bulldogs four six thirty. Uh, goal kickers for the Casey Demons: Johnson, Hoare, and Garner for the Western Bulldogs. Two to Sarah Jolly, Annabelle Scott, and Emma McKay. Uh, better players for the Casey Demons: Hanks, Smith, and Birch, Clayton, Zanka, and McLean for the Western Bulldogs. Lambs, Betts, uh, Krista Gogol, uh, Scott, McLeod, and Moody. And I guess it's been a frustrating, uh, I'd call it, middle third of the season for the Casey Demons, uh, Elise, because they got out of the blocks to a 3-0 start. We thought they were away. After that, they've dropped games. They dropped a close one to the Southern Saints. They pushed Richmond. Here, they pushed the Dogs. It seems like they're in contests. They're not getting blown away. But they just can't find a way to get the four points. 
Yeah, they they are missing a few key stars, and it should be noted that the three quarter time score was four four twenty eight to one two eight. So they they came back at the dogs massively in that last quarter, but they just can't quite get over the line. Absolutely, and you look at the better players back. Like I think is that Mithen's first game in? I believe so. For the season, so, I so. And, and good to see that she immediately got amongst the best. But they have been missing players, like Catherine Smith, for example, had just been in the United States uh, training in San Francisco or in New York, so she's been away. So again, they're missing players, including one which will be playing for Darabin, a Melbourne listed player, not playing for Casey. We'll mention that a little bit later on, but. Um, but again, as we saw uh, them early in the year when they played that game against Hawthorne, that practice game, um, a very young Casey side. Yeah, the, most most of their list would probably be around around that twenty to maybe twenty five mark, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. And for the Western Bulldogs, if we have a look through their uh, better players uh, again uh, and some notable names back in the side, uh, uh, Hannah Scott uh, performing well, Salim Moody in there, McLeod, Lamb. They really have got uh, plenty of talent, but not their full strength talent. Ali Blackburn not playing in the side that I know. So, uh, and I think, uh, no, Lawrence Barks in there. So That's a lot of experience as well, which can't, yeah, must be noted. Absolutely, and I don't think Brooke Lachlan was playing either. So uh, they've got some power to come back into that team if they can hang around at the business end of the table. Um, In the game at Victoria Park, there was worries that Williamstown could get blown off the park. They beat NT Thunder in an upset two weeks ago at Williamstown, but Williamstown turned on the Williamstown weather. Uh, They lost to the Southern Saints quite heavily, and they stuck with it with Collingwood. They were close to them at... uh, Three-quarter time, only 13 points down until they finally gave way 9-3-57 to 4-8-32. Goal kickers for the Pies, Alexander, some player called Malloy. Yeah, she kicked two. Uh, Blecker, Lee, great to see Jess Blecker, by the way, kick a goal. Of course, she uh, from America, as we mentioned, Portland, Oregon. Lee Lambert, Shevlin King, uh, better players, Casey Lambert, surprise, surprise. Alexander, Hales, Laurie, and uh, again, that player, Malloy. <laughs> Williamstown, goals to Whiting, Strafford, Kawa, Navarro, best players, Mullen, Nickus, Reed, Williamson, uh, Tripoli, uh, Porter, and Merritt. Uh, for Collingwood, uh, they just keep on keeping on Paul at the moment, and they are flying at the top of the ladder, and they don't look like slowing down. Yeah, they're playing really good football at the moment. They just seem to be, everything just seems to be clicking the way, like, I know when we were watching out here at Preston City over, what they did to the Falcons was... Yeah, it was quite quite impressive. Brutal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a good way to define it. Um, yeah, I think they they obviously want to go you know a few steps better than what they did did last year as well, um, and that's probably why that they've sort of decided to really bring back those AFLW girls a lot earlier than what might have been expected as well. So um, you know they they're playing some fantastic football at the moment, um, and they really don't look like slowing down there. They're the team benchmark at the moment from, from what we see on the ladder as well. They've only lost the one game. So, um, yeah, no, they're in fantastic form at the moment and I don't think they're going to be stopping it. So. Now, we might take this opportunity here on RSN Carnival 2 just to squeeze in between you two to grab the coach of the Darabin Falcons in Michael Erickson. Michael, thanks for joining us and let's flash back um, a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, you were here against Collingwood. Didn't go your way. The ladder leaders uh, won quite handsomely. But you managed to rebound back the next week against Williamstown. What do you put that down to about having to pick yourself up off the carpet in literally less than seven days to get that winning mood back and be back on song? 
Uh, yeah, it was challenging out here against Collingwood, you're right. Um, I guess it was just breaking down the game and where we lost it. So they had a really strong side there that day. And against Williamstown, we saw it was a real opportunity. We got a couple back. We had a good week on the track. And we just went back to basics and what was working for us before that game. We, we looked at that game and we thought what stood out in the midfield was a lot of players who for years had been bit part players at Darren, silly because you had all the guns, you had all the stars, you know, you roll up Pierce, Paxman, O'Day, etc. The likes of, for example, Jenna Lawson Tavern, she's been around for a while, but gee, she was a ball magnet on that day. Yeah, she was, and she's only 23 years of age, so she's really young and exciting. There's a couple like that, Gabby Colvin, she's been around for a while as well. Obviously, Rennie Hicks, that's come back from the AFL system, they've been really um, promising in their form against us, with us, sorry. Now, you mentioned Georgia Hammond the other week when we um, we're interviewing you. She kicked that massive goal at Trevor Parker Oval. What, what, what did the girls say after the after the game about the goal? Um, yeah, they loved it. She's copped a few fines in terms of media fines. So any of the girls that get spotted in the media, they cop fines for their end of season trip. So um, yeah, she's copped a bit of flack for it, but it was a great kick. Um, who's your twenty third player today, and what can you tell us about them? Uh, Victoria Blackwood. So she's played a couple of games with us uh, this year already. She's from the country, so she's a key defender, um, really strong, uh, will not often get beaten 1v1, um, has worked on her kicking a bit because that's probably been an area of uh, RFI for her, so room for improvement, um, but she's really good in the one-on-one contest, so it should be good to see how she goes today. There's one big inclusion for the Darren Falcons, which we're excited to see back out there, and she bleeds her Falcons blood through and through, Junior, Elise O'Day. Yep, um, fantastic to have her back. She... Had a foot injury, so that's what's delayed her progress. Melbourne wanted her to do a certain amount of weeks before she could play today, so really excited to get her back. Just on that, um, leading up to this game, how much has Junior's involvement been around the club, considering, A, that she hasn't been able to be out there on the track while also trying to balance her Melbourne commitments? Yeah, so probably when she first got injured, she was there about once a week at training, um, and then she wanted a couple of weeks off just because she needed a mental refresher. And then the last six weeks, she's been every game every training and really helped our young girls in midfield craft yeah, and northern territory thunder your opposition today um they're five and three at the moment um what's um what have the coaches looked at today in, in relation to try and stopping or to stop them and, and what their strengths are um we've looked a little bit of uh their forward line their forward line's pretty strong so they get a lot of teams out the back because they've got quick leg speed um, but we've also looked to expose their midfield. So we reckon we've got a pretty good midfield on paper today. LP's back in today in the ruck, which is handy for us. And, yeah, we're going to hope to beat them there. How hard is it to match up against a side like the Thunder, who are so translucent with their players that uh, because they've also got the Adelaide Crows list, they just keep turning over a huge number of players and they're never settled week to week? It's really hard. Um, so trying to do opposition on that. They had Williamstown a couple of weeks ago. They had 12 outs last week. Um, then this week they've got another six changes, so it's really hard to do opposition analysis on a side that changes so often. Is there much of a change of game plan today, considering that we've had a bit of rain in Melbourne over the last 24 hours or so? Um, I've walked around the area, around, particularly around centre-half forward at the city end. It's a little bit squishy underfoot. How much has that changed things? Not really. Um, we train in it, we play in it, so yep. we spoke about it a little bit. There's a bit of a breeze going down to the right here as well, as there always is at Preston, and we just want the players to play in front, I guess, with the wet weather. And from a development point of view as well, who's sort of been a shining light um, since we last saw you? I know obviously, um, you know, there are, there are a few girls that you spoke of, but since since we last spoke to you, who do you think 
is a handful of players that have developed really well over yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah, I probably mentioned them both earlier. Gabby Colvin, key defender. Um, she's probably arguably our best defender at the moment and she'd be pretty high up in our best and fairest, I reckon. Uh, Rennie Hicks um, came off her back game, best game against St Kilda last week. Um, she's just tackling ferociously. Uh, Annalise Lister, I know I mentioned her last time. Her last couple of weeks, she spent more time inside midfield, so that's really worked well for her as well. So those three especially, I reckon, have gone up a notch. Well, Michael, thank you very much for joining us here on the pre-game show for leaguetees.com.au. We wish you all the very best of success as you take on the NT Thunder here today, Preston City Oval. Thanks, guys. That's Michael Erickson joining us here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. We are not too far away from bounce down. It is 24 past 11. It is a 12pm bounce down today here between the Darabin Falcons and the NT Thunder. And you've just got a bit of a sense he's confident about today's game. I think he's looked at the NT Thunder list and some new players there thinking, and, of course, why wouldn't you with Junior O'Day back in the side going, you know what, we might be a show today. Yeah, I think he was sprightly down the stairs there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> he was very quick to get back down out on the ground. So, no, no, just there's a good, good vibe about the about the uh, Falcons today. So um, obviously up and about, given that they, he said they've got a bit of a media, media attention the last couple of weeks, <laughs> yes. which is nice. So get the girls up and about. So no, no, be, I think intriguing contest today. So uh, yeah, we can't can't rule the Falcons out given that they've uh, sort of flipped back into some uh, competitive form over the last few weeks, which has been good. We should have asked him the question. If he does coaches interviews with us, does that count to the social media <laughs> fine? He won't and, say uh, anything. <laughs> or do you have to take a photo for it to happen? So <laughs> he contribute a few dollars to their uh, going away fund at the end of the year. We'll take this opportunity to take a quick break. When we return on the other side of the break, we should have Narelle Smith, assistant coach of the ND Thunder, joining us right here on the pregame show between the Durban Falcons and the NT Thunder on RSN Carnival 2. Pregame for leaguetees.com.au. The 30-minute trots report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN 927 joins Harness Racing Victoria for one out, one back. Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. It's another day at school, but it's the last place a young girl like Jess wants to be. Why? Because it's a constant reminder she lives in poverty. Her uniform doesn't fit, her shoes are falling apart, and her backpack is a plastic bag. Right now, there are one in six Australian children living in poverty who need our support. You can help by becoming a sponsor through the Smith family. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. If you love the caravan lifestyle, you want to keep your camper, pop-top or caravan in top condition. So head to the Bayswater Jayco Service Division. The workshop team are experts in servicing and repairs, including warranty and insurance work. And they can fit your new Bayswater Jayco accessories too. Why not book in for a service today and be ready for the road with Bayswater Jayco. Bayswater Jayco. Canterbury Road, Bayswater and at bayswaterjayco.com.au. Tuesday, the Breakfast Club will be live from Mildura. It's the heads up on the Mildura Cup. The Breakfast Club, right on the riverfront at Cafe 1909. We'll have all the regular Tuesday sports talk. And we'll let you know how to be part of Mildura Cup Day. Friday, July 26. Making the most of Mildura's brilliant winter weather. It's all thanks to Mildura Racing Club and Country Racing Victoria. The Breakfast Club. Enjoying Murray River Magic. Tuesday on RSN 927. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver 
and pancreas. One in five, the number of all cancers caused by smoking. One, the number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up. The Mail Exchange Hotel, five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel, it's where the footy fans meet up. Corner of Burke and Spencer Streets, City, opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. Inside every edition of Winning Post, great stories, expert previews and comprehensive form guides for race meetings right across the nation, right across the weekend. That's why Winning Post is Australia's top-selling racing paper. Grab your Winning Post at your newsagents every Friday. When a safety barrier is hit, it catches you like a net, slows you down and prevents you from hitting a tree or oncoming traffic. Safety barriers save lives, getting us towards zero. RSN 927 conducts competitions almost every day. Every contest is run according to our general competition rules. There are even competitions which have specific terms and conditions. If you would like to read our general competition rules or any special terms and conditions, look for the links on the competitions page at rsn.net.au or ask for a copy during business hours at the RSN 927 reception desk. We go round Victoria for RSN 927's Country Notice Board. It's your statewide heads up on the best racing experiences in all three codes. Andrew Q's whips around Victoria for Country Notice Board. Tuesday mornings at 10 and later on podcast. RSN Carnival 2. It's the Indeed it is on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. It is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Round 10, we have got the Darwin Falcons and the NT Thunder. A 12pm bounce down. We hope to be joined soon by Narelle Smith, assistant coach of the NT Thunder. We're going through results from yesterday. Before we get to Geelong and the Southern Saints, I do have here, because it's not on the official VFL app, but it is on the piece of paper I scribbled down on, the <laughs> results from Essendon and GWS Giants, which yours truly had to call solo yesterday. So everyone, don't worry. If you've just tuned in, we've got Elise Collette and Paul Sebastiani with us here today as well to soothe your ears. But the Giants, 5-13-43, defeating Essendon, 1-3-9. Paul, that means the Giants are 4-zip from the five games against Victorian side. Yeah, not particularly good for them considering they're a foundation club. and Well, not a foundation club, and they've been sort of... they obviously having a lot of funding from the AFL. They'd want to start to get a wriggle on with the wins yeah. so yeah I mean yeah, interesting to see how they go in the second half of the year but uh, not the best signs for them especially yeah. yesterday yeah Essendon struggling at the moment two wins for the season not getting a win on the board four wins zero losses for the GWS Giants uh, in their in their campaign one more game to go for the GWS Giants in the VFLW series uh, goal kickers on that day Elise Parker uh, NAB, AFLW Rising Star nominee, got a goal there. Jody Hicks, a goal. Amy Schmidt, Rebecca Privatelli. And that'll. this is going to hurt Bomber fans. The first goal kicked for the day by the Giants was by former Essendon VFLW footballer and Tate Mackerel. And uh, I was reading BomberBlitz.com, and apparently they cheered when at one stage during the game, uh, I think it was Chloe Lang, cleaned up Tate Mackerel at one stage. <laughs> and uh, oh, the, the supporter said, I can walk away happy now. Oh, dear. Could I just make mention of two, Peter? I know it's... Yeah. Probably not a discussion point for today's game, but I know the Giants. What are they now on the ladder? What? Are, what what's a four, their four and zip out of these 
five game five series. Five games, right. So I think this is the closest margin. What I by the look way. at as well is is you're looking at the GWS Giants men's team at the moment as well, and off field they're probably not self sufficient mm. yet at yep. the moment. So given the fact that they've got another team to deal with as well, it's it's it makes it all the more difficult. If, if that makes sense. I know they're having a lot of money poured into the club from a funding point of view from the AFL, but it, 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 it's hard to get one team right, let alone two, three, and four. You know, obviously they've got a yeah. they've got an AFL side, a reserve side, and they've got a, 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 a an AFLW side and a VFLW side as well. So, yeah, it makes it a little bit difficult, I think. The one thing that we took out, particularly when the Giants smashed by about 100 points, smashed Melbourne University, was we go, what are GWS getting out of this series? Mm. Considering that because it's not being played for premiership points, the VFLW sides are putting away their gun players when it comes to this game. Because a bit like Melbourne Uni, rested all the North Melbourne AFLW players. And I think for Richmond early in the year in Williamstown, it's similar because it's a case of, well, why do we want to risk injuring our better players if uh, you know, if if we're not playing for anything in a way, it's a glorified practice match. So because the best side's not being put on the park, GWS are not getting tested the best way possible. And GWS only entered this series because last year when they played the Lions and the Suns, they had to split their side in two, a North and South Academy, to create an even four-game series. It's either one or two ways this can go with the Giants. It's either a I still don't know why they don't, say, put them in as the 14th team in the VFLW and play for premiership points, so therefore the sides will put their better players against them because, okay, now it means something. We're in a premiership race. Or B, put them back again with the Lions and the Suns, who had a three-game series. You can probably extend that series. And then take the Thunder, which should have happened originally. We already had the men's kneeful. The Thunder should have been taken out of the VFLW, bringing the VFLW back to 12 even teams in a Victorian competition, and putting the Thunder up against the Lions and the Suns with the Giants. And then you've got a four-game series. Everyone plays each other twice. Everyone gets six games. Tick, tick, tick. Sounds simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess the one of the main issues that people would think about if, um, if they did put the GWS in the VFLW is travel, but... And the Darwin's a hell of a lot further away than Sydney or Canberra, so... Oh, absolutely, and we might just welcome, since you mentioned Darwin, onto the microphone, assistant coach with the NT Thunder, a legend of South Australian women's football, has a medal named after it for the best under-18s in the old SAWFL competition, multiple premiership coach at Morpherville Park. It's great to have Narelle Smith. Rel, how are you? Good. How are you guys going? Very well. How are you enjoying the cool weather down here in Melbourne? It's beautiful. Can't feel my toes. <laughs> <laughs> the NT Thunder this year, how would you rate where they're at compared to last year, being 5-3, and three, and, and this year using a lot more of the Darwin list? Yeah, look, I think it's been a great opportunity for NT to get in that development space. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, not as many Crows players playing, um, but they've held their own pretty well, I think. Our coach for the Falcons, Michael Erickson, obviously I know they're last on the table as well, but um, he mentioned that their their midfield um, is going to be quite strong today. Where, how did you how do you seem to approach um, the midfield of the Falcons today and, and what are the strengths that they have that you think you need to stop? Yeah, obviously with Lozzie Pierce and uh, Juno Day coming in, uh, you know, we'll be aware of them. We'll try to just play our own game and, um, you know, we roll through, you know, we have three or four changes every week, so... Um, you know, we just try and keep it nice and simple um, and 
Hopefully, uh, you know, our rucks can compete well against Lozzie, um, but we understand what quality we're up against and hopefully the mids will be able to read it off her hand if we can't get our hand on the ball. Um, who's your 23rd player today and what can you tell us about them? Uh, Eliza Morrison. So she's actually our S&C up at NT and um, we've obviously uh, haven't had got a lot of players around at the moment because the under-18 comp. Um, so, yeah, she plays in the um, NTFL. So, yeah, she's getting her opportunity today. I'm interested to see how she goes, actually. Actually, a few players on that missing as well. I think Jordan Hickey is just one of them to be named because they were actually playing for the Gold Coast Suns yesterday in the QW Winter Series. Yeah, that's right. So we lost our number one ruck in Jazzy Hewitt and Hickey and probably our stalwart down back with Taylor Thorne as well. So... Um, yeah, the, the back line have got some big shoes to fill and uh, hopefully they can just be nice and solid behind the footy. And, and Taylor Thorne has really come along instead of being like a shy teenager. Originally, when she came down to Melbourne for a little bit, I think it was 2016 when she played for the Eastern Devils. Yeah, look, she's really growing into herself, um, you know, as a human. And, and, and I think that's always representative of uh, footballers, you know, like as they mature and grow as people, that, that you know, they, their football... Um, tends to get a bit better and she's been really important for us and controlling behind the footy and, and when we get in strife she's normally the one that saves us. And now Danielle Ponta, she's probably one of your most talented players on, on the field today. Where can we expect her um, to play and what's her role for the game today? Yeah, DP hasn't actually travelled. Um, oh, she hasn't? No, she, she hasn't travelled today. She's um, actually uh, one of the NT legends passed away in the week, which, with, uh-huh. which is her grandfather, which is why we're all wearing black armbands. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly miss Danny, um, Danielle Ponta. You know, she's classy and always just pops up at the right time, but hopefully next week in Alice we'll see her. Talking about Danielle Ponta, you've got quite a number of well-known names like her, Stevie, Stevie Lee Thompson, just to name a couple. What are, what are some of those players that are, are less well-known, aren't AFLW listed, for example, that... Um, fans can look forward to watching today. Yeah, look, I'm a real fan of uh, number two, Janet Baird. Like, she's um, been playing through the mid. Um, she's really learning her craft and, and really starting to uh, impose herself in critical times of the game. So she's really, really great to watch. One I think you should probably keep an eye on is number 50, uh, which is uh, Cat Couch. She's from Alice Springs and she's just a really natural footballer, really clean below her knees and uh, you know, beautiful kick. I've, I'd be surprised if people don't look at her once they see her vision. As Amy Chittick being one of the unlucky ones not to have a, a genuine crack at AFLW level, because we recall her, again, going back to 2016, she had an opportunity where she played for Melbourne in the exhibition match series. Yeah, look, you know, she just uh, she's kind of um, workhorse-like, yeah. isn't she? You know, she yeah. just always bobs up at the right times. And, um, yeah, look, hopefully with more opportunities presenting with more clubs and stuff, someone might be uh, having a look at her. But, yeah, you'd, you'd have to think she's a little unlucky. Now, of course, Rod, you've been throughout the, the women's football system for many years. We mentioned earlier coaching at Morpherville Park, coaching uh, with both women's and men's at Glenelg in the Sandville competition. Uh, what led your journey to here being part of the NT Thunder coaching staff? Well, I was the forward line coach for um, Adelaide Footy Club. So the link with uh, the Crows and NT... Um, so, yeah, Doc uh, asked me if I'd help out and, you know, um, travel with our girls, uh, you know, because it's obviously quite arduous on the players um, yep. travelling every week because uh, South Australians are never at home. So, yep. so yeah, so, so and obviously just helping out with the coaching here. 
And how do you look after that Adelaide-based training? Because it's the reverse of what happens with the Crows, where yeah. most obviously in Adelaide there's a small group in Darwin. Yeah. Here it's obviously the base is in Darwin and a small branch is in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's been a really good experience for our girls, um, you know, um, kind of going through what the Darwin-based girls went through being uh, in the Crows program. So uh, we train on a, a Tuesday and a Wednesday night and we do basically uh, skills on Tuesday. Wednesday we um, have some... There's a currently a Port Adelaide v Crows exhibition match going on, a, like a little mini-series of two games in Adelaide. So they top us up to train. So we have about 30. So it's a really, really good place to, you know, spread the love and spread the knowledge. And just from a... We like, I don't know, we like to ask silly questions. Who's probably the biggest pest on the list? Oh, gosh, you're going to get go. me in trouble here. I'm going to go... I'd say if it was all time, I would understand if you mentioned the name Christy Williams of Morpherville Park. That'd oh, be fair yeah, enough, she's a yeah. pest, that one. <laughs> oh, look, um, I'm going to go with, not pest, I'm going to go with character. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of my favourite players, NT base, is Sharona Bishop. She is a cracker. She's funny and just always has that... Good timing to make it a nice light moment. Now, I'll leave you one last question. It's a slow ball outside off stump, so you can leave it or just smash this one away. <laughs> um, coaching opportunities for the AFLW, have you been seriously looking at it? Because at the moment, the Western Bulldogs have a vacancy. Yeah, look, I think um, it's, it's a bit about um, just timing is everything yeah. with coaching. Um, I'm obviously, uh, you know, SA-based um, and we only have one club in SA at this particular moment. Um, I'm so fortunate to be um, working with Matt Clark, who uh, is quality man, quality coach, so I'm learning all the time, and I just kind of go, um, if it happens, it happens, and just uh, roll with it. Maybe. Maybe one day we'll see Narelle Smith in the, in the coaching box. <laughs> We'd really like to see that. Narelle, thank you very much for joining us here on RSN Carnival 2 and WRFradio.com and wish you and the Thunder all the very best today against the Falcons. Thanks, guys. Have a good call. That's Narelle Smith, the legend of SA women's football, joining us here on our pregame show for leaguetees.com.au. We're not too far away from a bounce down. 18 minutes to go. We've been having a look at some of the games played in the VFLW for round 10 so far, as well as the Invitational match that was between Essendon and the GWS Giants. The other game that we do uh, need to take a look at that we skipped over was uh, Geelong and the Southern Saints. Geelong, one of those sides that, a bit like Hawthorne, struggled to get out of the blocks at the start of the season and all of a sudden, after uh, getting a few wins a few weeks ago, including one over Collingwood, just, uh, pardon me, went down to Collingwood rather, but had a close game against them, just all of a sudden started to get the momentum going from that uh, point onwards, including knocking off the Hawks and knocking off a red-hot Southern Saints, 3-7-25 to 2-4-16, and they're starting to get their better players back. In fact... I listened to the Outer Sanctum podcast. There's a quick plug. Uh, and Melissa Hickey was on the program. She mentioned at the moment she's just going through some rehab from another injury. She expects to be back in the side, she hopes, in the latter part of the season, probably around August. A Geelong side hitting its form and Melissa Hickey coming back come finals. Look out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously, last year's top team, the Geelong Cats and that win yesterday can obviously build a foundation yeah. for, for the latter half of the year as well. So, you know, they're, they're hitting their straps at, at the right time, Peter. And as you said, getting important key players back is a big thing for, for this competition too. So, yeah, look look out for the Cats. 
Yeah, I, I hate to, to, to bring up broken memories for you, uh, Elise, because she was a former Melbourne player. They've got those great Melbourne players in Rocky Cranston as well who can have an impact uh, for them, as well as Anna T. To be fair, she was a Jolomba player before going to Melbourne and then going back home again. Um, but those Melbourne players, Bart, Erin Hoare, of course, at the moment is over in the UK. Jeez, they're quality footballers. And if they're all up and about for the Cats and playing come final series... They're a side that can throw down a serious challenge to Collingwood's AFLW list. Would help if my mic's on. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's very could be a very dangerous side. Don't underestimate the Cats. Let's have a look at some of the better players for that game. Uh, for the Cats, uh, Maguire kicked two goals. Beckley, the other one for the Southern Saints. Sheila Ramon kicked the goals. The better players, Webster, Crockett Grills, of course, who was playing at uh, Hawthorne last year. Rocky Cranston, who we spoke of. McDonald, Taylor and Maguire. Um, so that some of the lesser-known names being amongst the best there for Geelong. So that's really looking dangerous for them. Uh, also for the Southern Saints, they're better players. Stewart, Sheila, Olsen, Greiser, Drennan and Kyes. Dutchy Kyes back there on the Saints' colours. I think it was her second game of uh, the season since crossing over from Collingwood and Hawthorne being in the VFLW. She's not um, AFLW listed at the moment, is yeah, she? Yeah, she is. She is. Oh, she, is? She, she changed over. So, yeah. so she is at... Um, the same? Yeah, officially an AFLW okay. Saint now. Good to see uh, Kate Sheila getting in the best as well. Uh, uh, an ex-Carlton girl, and she's, she's a mad blue bagger too, so shout out to Kate. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And uh, she and actually spent a year at the Darren Falcons last year as well. So uh, Kate Sheila among the better players there. But as we said, um, some of the lesser-known players putting their hand up for Geelong. And Geelong could get stronger even again just quickly at AFLW level. We're chatting yesterday to Coxie via phone as he headed down the morning to Peninsula after spending a lazy week up on the Gold Coast. And uh, he's, one name that he mentioned, he said, was Lucy McAvoy and said, could easily be one of those who could be argued as the number one overall pick. This is where it gets interesting because she's a Vic Country player. If she nominates Victoria Wide, again, could be a number one pick, could end up in the hands of the Western Bulldogs. If she goes, nah, I want to stay, uh, I want to stay in the Geelong area, so I'll go Geelong pool only, a bit like Nina Morrison last year, would be swooped upon and taken by, um, by Geelong. Yeah, she, her name's been mentioned quite a bit. And what's, um, what's Geelong's top pick at the moment? I actually have not looked. I would have to say be a middle-of-the-road pick. I reckon it would be somewhere around seven or eight off okay. the top of my head. So Geelong will, be, new clubs. Geelong will be hoping quite a bit then that she um, just goes, nominates for Geelong then. Yeah, because if she goes Vic Wye, because I think the Bulldogs might even have two picks ahead of them. So, and yeah, I think, I think Richmond got, have a pick in, in there as well. In terms of the Victorian draft, yeah. I think they've got one, four, and maybe six. I was reading yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, with Georgia Patriarchus as well being a name thrown amongst it. And uh, uh, it, it, it is a, a loaded Victorian pool. But uh, McAvoy, one of the, I'd suggest, top three. Uh, Gabby Newt is the other name was thrown around, but... Of course, everyone uh, from the Cats will be hoping McAvoy says, no, nah, I'm a country girl, and therefore they swoop on her, and uh, that would add more quality to a Geelong side who, um, you know, were up and down, but you probably were expected where they were, middle of the table for uh, the AFLW season, their inaugural debut. It depends too. Like, I mean, you're looking at a, a situation with a young girl as well who's about to come into the AFLW ranks and whether or not she's going to go for the Vic White or, or yeah. the homegrown yeah. Geelong. It, it depends on her contractual situation as well and what yeah. AFLW clubs might be prepared yeah. to offer her to. So whether her heart's set on 
yeah. going to Geelong or whether her heart's set on, on getting a, a big contract from an AFLW club, that, that waste to be seen. So, um, But, you know, it'd be remiss yeah. of her not to consider consider a big contract if she was going to go elsewhere. Exactly. It's the character of the player, really. Yeah. You've, mm-hmm. got, you've got some people who uh, prefer to be very close at home and like to stay with the parents and like the creature comforts, and there's some where as soon as they hit the age of 18, get me out of here. I want it out of the folks' place. Absolutely. I want to go as far away as I can and explore. So... It, uh, yeah, and, and the advantage is, obviously with the AFLW, there are one- and two-year contracts on offer. So if you That's want true. to, you can dip your toe in the water and say, you know what, I'll just move interstate for... Essentially, it's a part-time competition, so really it's a summer. I'll, I'll dip my toe in the water and I'll go Queensland or WA or wherever for the summer, and if I like it, I'll stay. If I don't, I'll come back home. But with that, though, there's less, like... There's, there's less um, draft picks... Available, so there's less spots available. Uh, but there's like what maybe four, maybe like six, six or eight Victorian teams now. So that there's that many more opportunities in Victoria. Absolutely, and, and that's what. And, and I'm hearing that from New South Wales players who said they're not nominating for the New South Wales pool because there's only six, seven spots on offer. They're all nominating for Victoria because there's forty, I think, spots or something like that on offer. So. You'd be mad not to uh, have a crack. Oh, we just make mention before you get onto it. I'm not sure if you can smell the barbecue. Uh, <laughs> magnificent. Is the legendary Bull Ants barbecue back? Because Fantastic. They had, um, was it Gary O'Sullivan when he used to be uh, manager out yes. here at, uh, at, at the Bull Ants? Great they, mangoes. The, the legendary steak sandwiches. And rumour had it because he refused. Because the Port Melbourne president came up to him and says, where do you get those steaks from, from the steak sandwiches? I want to buy them. And he says... I ain't telling a soul, but rumour has it it's from a butcher shop somewhere out Ferntree Gully Way. No, no, I'm, I'm not, not divulging any information. <laughs> no, no. No. The steak sandwiches, my couple of years there were fantastic, so uh, yeah. Under lock and key, mate. <laughs> yeah. Clearly the best steak sandwiches going around anywhere. We might take this opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of the break, we'll be bringing you the bounce down between the Darabin Falcons and the NT Thunder VFLW Round 10 right here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I by 95 points and I should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dog that win in the end because we're a pretty young group and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run out of the top of it, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au That's why football is. All Catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927, analogue, digital and streaming. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Or a vanilla slice that's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakeries right across Geelong as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. 
the verdict. Buffalo River looks a really good horse. Now, he needs to step up significantly, though, if he's going to compete in races like the Golden Eagle. Breaking down the times from Saturday, he was a long way off a horse called Rykovic, who you probably wouldn't entertain in that sort of race. So he, basically, he needs to run faster for longer if he wants to be an elite athlete, which he still might be because he got a lot of upside. He still did a bit wrong on Saturday. The verdict. 9 till 10, Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winx on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winx special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1300-783-112 or see ladiesinracingmagazine.com. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial before you dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. Or SN Carnival 2. RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. This is the VFL Women's Badge of the Day. Now, voices obviously whispering here at Preston City Oval. Uh, that's yours. Uh, the Welcome to Country is happening here at Preston City Oval with NADOC Week. Um, unfortunately, our microphones aren't strong enough to pick that up uh, clearly for you, so that's obviously why we haven't thrown um, to the ceremony which is taking out on the ground. Um, as we said, the NADOC week uh, celebrations are uh, being conducted uh, this week by the Darabin Falcons Football Club and particularly uh, lined up alongside the NT Thunder. And as you heard earlier when uh, Narelle Smith was speaking, uh, Danielle Potter not playing today and they are wearing black armbands because uh, one of uh, Danielle Potter's uh, grandparents did pass away uh, during the week. And we send our condolences to the uh, broader Ponta family. Um, 12 p.m. is our scheduled bounce down time, which shouldn't be too far away. Uh, for those looking for a video stream, we're just having a few technical issues there as well, trying to get uh, a feed. And uh, if we get that up for you, we will uh, let you know. But of course, our main priority is here on RSN 
Racing, Carnival 2, WARFradio.com. And, of course, uh, the VFL app. Uh, Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collette alongside me. And, of course, um, this is a wider thing that's come into the game now with NADOC Week celebrations. Uh, we know, of course, the Sir Duck Nichols round in which we see Essendon and Richmond not only take part in that at, um, at uh, AFL level but also at VFLW level, which they've done two years in a row at Punt Road Oval. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a nice touch to, to do these um, kind of things and recognise our the traditional owners of the land as well. So, um, yeah, nice touch here at, at Preston City Oval as well. It's got a good feel too, local community ground and things like this happening. It's a nice lead-up to the to the game today. So uh, both sides now breaking away from their huddle as they start to go out onto Preston City Oval. And we'll give our apologies in advance if you do hear uh, our dropout and we go to the VFL uh, W standby uh, tape. Uh, we are trying a few things to see if we can get the camera up and running. And one or two times, it's actually dropped the internet out on us on the way through. So we do send our apologies in advance if that does happen. Uh, not the greatest of internet receptions for us today. This is, I think, the first time ever here on our VFLW Match of the Day over all the years we've actually had internet issues. First for everything, first, Peter. First, first, for, first for everything. The only other time we had um, a bar technical, uh, video tech issues uh, when it comes strictly to radio was power issues a day out at Weemstown where they cut the power on us halfway during the final quarter. Not great. Hopefully that doesn't happen today. I don't think that <laughs> yeah. will, so um, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. should not, have to not, worry not about that. Knock on wood, quick find the nearest uh, door, and uh, <laughs> we'll take care of that. Let's start get some tips for this game. First of all, I'm going to start with Elise Collette. Who do you think will win today and by how much? I'm going to go Thunder three goals. Uh, I will go the Thunder by uh, 11 points. I think it'll be a tight contest. I'll be controversial and I'll say Darabin by five points. I have just got this feeling, and you saw Michael Erickson with the bounce in his step. I think they might just pull off an upset today. Maybe. Yeah. Chance at Preston, yeah. They're, they're the underdogs, but if Weemstown can do it, like we saw a few weeks ago... Maybe it's the Thunder's turn. I think the, condi- oh, sorry, the Falcons' turn. I rather. think I think the conditions as well. Uh, you know, it, it'll make it a tight sort of scrappy contest as well. Given the ground is is a little bit dewy underfoot and on on top as well, and we we might, by the looks of it here at Preston, probably get a bit of rain during the game as well. So um, yeah, probably get a bit of sun the way things go down here in Melbourne. So. And since you mentioned the word Melbourne, of course, Elise Galena, a Melbourne supporter, but uh, it's essentially uh, half a Melbourne midfield in the middle of the ground when you've got Lauren Pierce rucking with Elise O'Day at her feet. Yeah, that's a whole lot of talent and a whole lot of leadership experience there as well, which can't, uh, what I'm looking for, can't be underestimated. Absolutely not. As uh, we see both captains uh, taking a photo in the middle of the ground, uh, Letitia Jeffrey uh, along with Stephanie Simpson. And we'll wait for the toss of the coin as the breeze actually starts to pick up a bit here at the ground. Umpire asks, which way would you like to go once he does the respective coin toss? And it has been won by Steph Simpson and she'll be kicking towards the city end of the ground or the uh, right-hand side. So both sides are about in their huddles and ready to go. But, uh, Paul, it looks like at the moment the dark clouds are starting to hit Preston City Oval. They are, yeah. So it should make for an intriguing contest, definitely. And usually the wind, if there is any, it usually uh, dips towards the the, uh, Preston City market end of the ground. So to the left of your 
of your dial. So it will be interesting to see how uh, how the Thunder are able to uh, to utilise that that breeze to their advantage as well. So both teams in their huddles as uh, as we speak. And uh, Elise, we're talking about the conditions. Who do you think it, it'll favour today? I think it I think it might favour the Falcons, but I think the Thunder might just have a little bit too much class. I'd say, even though the Falcons midfield looks to be quite strong today. Yeah, it's an interesting point you raise because the NT Thunder have got all those Adelaide and former Adelaide listed players, but Darabin are probably more used to the conditions just because it's so cold. And Absolutely. Especially yeah. if the rain yeah. comes. Yeah. They get much of that in Darwin this time of year. So, yeah. Uh, they get the monsoonal stuff, which is uh, interesting. So, uh, both teams breaking away here, away from their huddles and going to get into their positions now. So, Intriguing battle. Northern Territory Thunder 5-3. and three. Falcons 1-6. and six. Falcons will be looking to get a second win on the board for their year. They've hit some good form coming into this game as well. And we can welcome those on facebook.com forward slash WARF radio who will be enjoying the uh, vision today of this game between the Darabin Falcons and the NT Thunder. Peter Holden with you on commentary alongside Elise Collette as match analyst and your lead caller about to kick things off. Here's Paul Sebastiani. Thank you, Peter. All in readiness here at Preston City Oval. It'll be Simmons for the Thunder. And Lauren Pierce for the Falcons to do battle in ruck immediately. And we're underway here at Preston City Oval. Pierce got the first half. Falcons will look to get the first clearance here through Rennie Hicks. Handball came through. And now chasing this one here will be Lister. So he's running towards forward 50. Long kick up towards full forward. She's got a few targets there. Ball is going to trickle over the boundary line and out of play though. Deep inside attack for the Falcons. They're doing the attacking to the right-hand side of your screen. Good good start there from the uh, Falcons, Elise. So able yep. to win the ruck contest and get the clearance early. Yeah, very true, and it helped um, that although Elise O'Day looked like she was about to get a little bit stuck there, she was able to just um, turn her body and get a, a forward-going handball that probably went about five or six metres at least. From the throw-in, Falcons are going to press this one forward again. The kick out towards Kennedy, it's a good one, and she takes the mark about 35 metres out. Pretty much directly in front here, and she looks like she's going to have the first set shot at goal for the day. Good bit of ball movement there from the Falcons midfield. It's Kennedy. She's quick on the set shot. Kick's not going to make the distance. Goes to the top of the square and the defensive mark will be taken by the Thunder. That's taken down there by Hatchard. And Anne Hatchard decides to go for a run out of the goal square. Switches towards the wider outer pocket. Mark taken. Stephen Lee Thompson looks to draw the flag. Gives up the hand pass to Hatchard to chase it up. Goes further up the ground. Now at half-back flank. Soccer off the carpet. In goes Elise O'Day. But it's come out with the thunder. Hurried hand pass. Going to be intercepted by Honeybun. Gives it across to Lauren Pierce. Pierce now on the right boot. Goes inside 50 with the kick. A little bit too, bit too much juice on the kick. Trying to clear it back up there. Michelle Ellis coming in to lay a tackle. Molly Eastman and the umpire just circles and says, I'll have the football back, please. And we'll call for a ball up. So no score either side as we're here in the early stages of this first term. RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, the VFL app. Maybe dropping the ball there, Hatchard. Umpire won't pay it. All right, hand pass out. Bear tried to lay a tackle. 
Intercepted immediately by Rennie Hicks. Got through heavy traffic. Hicks on the right. Tries to square it up. 30 metres out from goal. Through the hands there is Zaghetti. He lost it. He got brought to ground. Tried to scrap for the football. Went to hands and knees. Tried to pull it back in again. Everyone's jumping on her. The umpire says no proper opportunity. And we're going to call for a ball up. 25 metres out from the Darabin goal. Very, very good burst there from Rennie Hicks through the contest to set this stoppage up here for the Falcons. Deep inside there, attacking 50. Plenty of players around this one. Playing a tackle there was Kennedy. She's up and about early. And we'll have another stoppage inside the Falcons forward 50. They're doing all the attacking early. Yeah, and they could have they could have easily scored with um, Kennedy's kick, but they were just, just out of place and um, about three on one there with the um, NT defence. They've just got to know their, know their teammates a little bit better and know how far they can kick. So from the stoppage, the Thunder are able to get this ball forward and a lovely kick forward by Foley. Thunder end up at half forward here. Quick kick out up towards attacking 50. Leading back in the race here for the Thunder is Roberts and... There's going to be a free kick going the way of the Thunder. They've got it here at half forward on the counter-attack after the Falcons. Had the ball camped inside there forward half early. Short kick over the top, not the best. Was intercepted there by Blackwood. Ball spills towards the boundary line. Quick handball out. Falcons and Thunder are really wrestling for this one here. Umpire's going to call a free kick. It's a high. It's going to go the way of the Falcons. And the ball... Have the umpire stop play for a moment as we just like see that play. Taylor Roberts, I think, has gone down. Yeah, on the outer side here, just next yeah. to the scoreboard. Yeah, just nursing a bit of a sore head there. The umpire still says, nonetheless, it is a Falcons free kick, and they elect to go short, finding Aliso Day Junior with the footy. Junior gets on the right boot. Up towards centre wing in the Pierce direction. Got sandwiched in the pack as Hatchard went with her. Getting bumped off the football, Maddie Wilson. She goes to ground. Thunder. Try to send it back from whence it came. But getting in there, Bridie Kennedy, and says it's rejected and punches the ball away over the boundary line and out of bounds. No score either side. We have travelled in the vicinity of about three and a half minutes into this Opening term here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com on the VFL app and on Facebook.com forward slash WARFradio. Back in the play, O'Day gets cleaned up. Honey bun, hand pass. Simpson gets brought down. Umpire says holding the ball. Van Hagen gets the resulting free kick. So, Thunder wrestling back the momentum that the Falcons had early. They've got the ball in the centre of Preston City Oval. This one's driven up towards centre half forward. Big pack forms. Doing well there for the Falcons was Colvin. Ball spills out now towards the middle of the ground. About 20 players around this one here. Falcons shovel out a handball. Ball knocked forward towards centre half forward. But cleaning up the mess there was Tavon Lawson. Quick kick up towards the middle. Her target there was Byrne. Led the race there. Got a quick handball. And the kick was partially smothered by the Falcons. Ball didn't travel 15 either. There's a tackle on in the middle of the ground by Jeffrey, and we'll have it tossed up here. Just the attacking side of the centre of Preston City Oval for the Falcons. Umpire tosses it up. Pierce in the ruck again. She won the tap down. Going through there to chase it was Fairchild. She wasn't able to get the football. Thunder go forward, though, but a good intercepting mark by Tavon Lawson. She comes across here at half-back, just settles things down for the Thunder. She's going to go towards centre wing on the outer side. Her target there was Lister, went over her head. She's tried to sock it off the ground. Fresh air shot there. Fairchild went in to clean up the mesh. She was tackled immediately, and that's holding the ball. Good pressure here by the Thunder. They get a resulting free kick. 
Hatchard with the footy on the right boot. Works it smartly up the line and they're away. Going through there was Armistead. Put it inside 50 on the carpet. Or maybe throwing the football here. Might have been Jones. Umpire says yes indeed. Free kick going the way of the Falcons. That was a very late call, Peter. <laughs> uh, it took a good two seconds. He considered it. He pondered it. He wrote a thesis on it. And then said, yes, that should be a free kick. They go deep in defence here, Darren, going backwards to Blackwood. Blackwood got bowled over. She got her kick away. Getting front position here, Brooke Patterson, who had to take the mark in front of Chittick coming at her. Patterson with the football, thinking about coming grandstand side. Now she's being told to go the other way, and then she goes, no, I'm going to go grandstand side. Put it in the Honeybun direction. Ball got away from her. Honeybun wants to have a second crack at it. Has support here from Ellen Buckley. Ball got turned over, though, and here come the Thunder. Johnston couldn't quite pick it up clearly. Johnston got pushed off the ball too easily for mine. Trying to get in there. Um, instead, the umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll have the footy back, please. And we'll call for a ball up 55 metres out from goal. Match analyst today is Elise Collette. Yeah, that... That could have been very interesting there for Darabin, but I, have a, I suspect it was a case of bad communication there because Pierce was in the right position, but then Honeybun came across and sort of intercepted it, for want of a better word. And speaking of intercepts. Thunder now with the football after an errant kick ball in the hands of Van Hagen. She's looking for options further afield. This one, a high kick up towards centre-half forward. It's probably going to be intercepted, though, by the Falcons. The ball just eluded the Falcons' captain, Simpson. Ball falls away the Thunder. But she does well there, Simpson. Plenty of players around this one. Thunder are going to get this one towards half forward, but intercepting it, though, there was Colvin. She's been busy early. Quick hat kick out of defensive 50 goes towards the defensive side of the wing. Handball out by the Falcons. Going to go towards the boundary line, but the Thunder have got numbers here. Hatchard, she's been lively early. Goes one way or the other. She's corralled. Good tackle there by the Falcons. They do well to cause a stoppage, and we'll have it tossed in. Out of side here, just the defensive side of the wing here for the Falcons. Intriguing contest early. Both teams yet to score. Travelled probably near about 10 minutes into this first quarter. Ball's on the outer side. It'll be Pierce and Pryor to do battle in the ruck. Ball tossed in. Pierce got the spot. Let it bounce. So she chased after it though and barged her way through the stoppage. Quick little handball over to Honeybun. Ball just eluded her for the time being. That just let Hatchard in for the thunder. Trying to win the ball out there with Stevie Lee Thompson. Ball's going towards centre wing again and we'll have it tossed up again another stoppage here so cagey affair so far between both teams neither team really able to get any ascendancy on this contest it's almost like a soccer score at the moment nil nil falcons are going to try and work this way work the ball forward they get up towards full forward but coming across and taking a good intercepting mark was sharona bishop and they look to rebound off halfback now the thunder and that's what she does it's her intended target as light range starts to come down here that's Ange Foley. Foley towards centre wing. Juggling the football there was Hibbert as she went for the intercept. And forced the ball over the boundary line and out of play. As we know, it was pretty Melbourne conditions down at Williamstown. It was howling and there was rain and all of that, which favoured the Seagulls way in their home deck when they knocked off the Thunder and an upset a couple of weeks ago. And maybe these conditions are going to play to the Falcons' favour here at Preston City Oval. Aliso Day picks it up, slams it on the boot, goes forward. Letitia, I was trying to keep it at her feet there. But uh, pardon me, Sharona Bishop, check that. As now in the middle of the ground, bump on, coming through Buckley. 
Lost control of it. Trying to jump in there and extract the pill there. Rhiannon Bush can't get it out. Sharona Bishop wants the ball to come out to her. And the umpire says it's not going anywhere. We'll call for another ball up. Again, match analyst today, Elise Collette. I feel like today it's going to be a case of which team takes their opportunities, makes the most of their opportunities, rather. And it's probably close to halfway through the quarter now. and No one's scored. So it could be a very interesting afternoon. So... Falcons are going to try and stop this continuous run of rolling malls. Ball goes up towards full forward for the Falcons. Picking up the ball there was Georgia Hammond. She kicked that massive goal a few weeks ago. She snaps this one up towards full forward. But getting back on the last line of defence was Morgan Johnson taking a relieving mark. And she'll come out to this outer side. It's a good kick. Finds a leader, Van Hagen. She's called to play on. Quickly wheels around on the right boot. The kick was okay. Although doing well there for the Falcons was Elise Day. She came in and caused a spoil. They've got plenty of numbers around the footy of the Falcons. It might have been a free kick for a hold. But uh, we're going... Looks like we're going to have a stoppage. No, play continues. And umpire's plucked out a free kick for a hold. It's going to go the way of the Thunder. At half-back here, out of sight of Preston City Oval. So, quick kick over the top was okay by Pryor. She finds her intended target. They're going to try and work this one up along the outer side wing here. In front of the advertising boards. Called to play on. Quick kick up towards the attacking side of the wing. Big pack of players forms. Getting out the back there for the Falcons. There was Lawson, Tavern Lawson. Quick kick up towards centre wing. Again, plenty of players around this one. Neither team really able to gain a foothold on the contest. And there's going to be a free kick for holding the ball going the way of the Falcons. It'll go the way of Byrne. She's on true centre wing here. She comes outside. Finding Hibbert there with her pass. Hibbert, defensive side of centre wing. Looking further afield. Decides to come inboard. Almost back in the burn direction. Floated away from her. Nolly got Georgia Hammond. Then she went with a hand pass back. Her kick away while being spun around. Gabrielle Colvin pulling towards the middle of the ground. Here comes Bishop charging at a million miles an hour. Eastman got in the way. Eastman still with a head over the ball. Bishop said, get out of my way. Couldn't get back to win the footy, though. Jumping in for support, Stevie Lee Thompson. And the umpire says, I'll take the football back and we'll have another ball up. We're between centre and centre-half forward for the Darabin Falcons. They're attacking to the right of vision. The city end of the ground. Ball is thrown high in the air. One out on this occasion. Hammond bringing it to ground. Stacks on the pill. Everyone wants a piece of it. Johnson watches on for the Thunder and will call for another ball up. Match analyst today is Elise Collette. Yeah, it's proven so far that Elise today is very handy inclusion. She's been able to get a few um, big kicks inside 50 and get them get the Falcons out of trouble on a number of occasions. Of course, today we're on RSN Carnival 2. We're also streaming Vision via facebook.com forward slash WARF radio for those that want to watch. Wanted to go inside 50, had a target on, but intercepting it was Sharona Bishop, who's been very good so far across half back. Letitia Jeffrey now works it up towards the center wing, out of side. Falcons going to send it back from whence they came. Talk about a clean pair of heels by Suzuki. Turned around. Set it about 35 metres up the line. Into heavy traffic, though. Ball on the deck. Hurried hand pass out. Hot potato stuff for Letitia Jeffrey. Couldn't quite hang on to it. Went back in for a second crack. Rennie Hicks got around her. Spun it. Put her into the ground. Umpire said play on. Still with the football. The Thunder work it close towards the boundary line. And that's what they'll find the safety of in the end. Seeing it over Rhiannon Bush. And we'll call for a throw-in 65 metres out from the Falcons' goal. So, Falcons into attack now. City end 
of the ground. Ball tossed in. Hammond in the ruck for the Falcon. She won the tap down. Honeybun. Football just eluded her. Thunder get the kick. Falls away of Honeybun, but bursting through the middle. And a massive hit there on Stevie Lee Thompson. And she's going to get a free kick for it. May have been taken high. Quick kick out towards the outer wing. It eluded her target, which was Foley. She's going to chase after it towards the boundary line. Quick little handball out the back was okay. Went to the way of Couch. She was tackled immediately, and that's holding the ball. Good pressure there by the Falcons. They stopped a certain 4A forward there. So, Falcons just chipping this one along the line. It's not the greatest at kicks. Coming across to intercept the ball for the Thunder was Hatchard. Plenty of plays around this one. Falcons look to shovel it out the back. Quick tackle there on Kennedy. She had the ball spilled and will have another stoppage here on centre wing. And that rolling mall towards that outer side there continues here. Neither team with a score where zip zip a piece here at Preston City Oval. And I was going to say, a good 15 minutes gone in this first mm. term. So, plenty of time. Still plenty of time for there to be a score from either side. And there's going to be a free kick going the way of the Thunder. Uh, oh, sorry, the, the Falcons. Falcons. As... I'll take it now with a short pass. Works out okay. Sticks very nicely to Annalise Lister. Lister goes with a chip, working it wide. Finds her intended target. Half forward flank, 60 metres out from home. Another short little chip going inside 50. Coming out to take the lead. Rachel Hibbert, and she takes a mark. And she'll be lining up for Cole from about 50 metres out. Alex to bomb home because there's hardly one in the goal square. Morgan Johnson chasing after it. Hammond on her tail. Close to the boundary line. Has it gone out? Goal umpire was on the spot and so was the boundary umpire. And they both judge it to have gone over the paint. So we'll call for a throw in. Three metres around from the left-hand point post. No score either side. At least 16 minutes gone in this opening term. VFLW match of the day as it's back into play. Georgia Hammond wins the rack. First of the football to pick it up, Rennie Hicks. Hand pass back to Lauren Pierce. Oh, she would have been away if she could have taken it clearly, but she dropped it. Piece of soap footy out there at the moment as Johnson tries to lay the pressure. Coming in to lay the bump, Letitia Jeffrey. Umpire said, shepherding further than five metres away from the ball. I don't know. <laughs> and then he says that'll be that play after one took another. I'd say that's hashtag practical umpiring. And it will end up being a Falcons free kick. And they elect to go past and kicks it just about into the player on the mark. Maybe a little bit of karma for that one. Johnson goes with a hand pass back. Had Foley on, ignored her. Going longer still. Jones is a possibility the ball bounce away and go over the boundary line for a last disposal free kick to the Darabin Falcons. So free kick going the way of the Falcons. They take it quickly. Good kick inside. It was okay. Rennie Hicks has been on fire early. She's going to wheel around on the right boot. She was cleaned up as she kicked it. Ball is intercepted, though, again by Hatchard. She's played that role really well this quarter. Comes to the outer side again. Thunder have got the ball in possession. As the time ticks away towards quarter time. Neither team with a score on the board yet. Kick was intercepted, though. Ball fell the way of Hibbert. She quickly kicks up towards half forward. Thunder have got plays around this one, though. Quick kick out. Was okay. Finds a chest of Van Hagen. Sorry, that was uh, Simmons. She'll drive the ball up towards centre wing. Long, long kick. Falcons have got plays out the back there, but there's going to be a free kick going the way of Pierce. And she'll take it here. Smack bang on centre wing out of sight here at Preston City Oval. Can we get a score, Peter? 
Smartest person out there today, Lauren Pierce, got the long sleeves on. As gets on the right boot, goes long towards the half-forward flank, further side from our commentary position. No thanks for us. As the ball now goes into the direction of Zagetti, who tries to pick it up, does so, weaves through, quickly put on the look boot, but she was being pulled away, intercepted by Foley, coming through the middle, trying to get it going for the Thunder. Her kick is intercepted. It's sent back from whence it came. It's just ping-pong footy at the moment. Noah can break out of this spot about uh, 80 metres away from the Falcons' goal. Hurried little kick out of the pack. Now trying to come through with Simmons. Wants to get it on towards Stevie Lee Thompson. She gets collected front on. The umpire says front on and way too high. And that will be a free kick. Stevie Lee Thompson near centre half back for the Thunder. No score either side. Nearing quarter time. Goes long. One, two. Bites the cherry. Patterson couldn't quite bring it in. Blackwood wants to jump in there as well. Lurking around is Duggan. Umpire blows the whistle. Calls for another ball up. Match analyst is Elise Collette. It should be noted that that high tackle there was uh, Stevie Lee Thompson's second for the quarter. But the interesting thing about the game so far is it no one scored, not, be, not because it's congested like is normally the case, but there's just so many intercepts. It's just not clean, easy kick to a one-on-one like one -on -one or even like a target in space. So, yeah, it sh should be interesting for the rest of the day. So ball now on centre wing. Thunder going to look to work this way up towards half forward. Quick kick away there by Cusack. Goes up towards the boundary line and out of play. And it'll be a last possession free kick going the way of the Falcons. It'll go the way of Kearney. Those red boots. Geez, the kick's not the best. Puts her teammate in Hicks under a huge amount of pressure. Thunder calls the turnover. Might have been a hold. There it is. It's going to go the way of the Thunder. And that is the siren. Oh no, that's the uh, that's the train. No, I thought that's the, the train. I thought, I thought that the was the siren as well. That's the, siren. That's yeah, the train going the by. Siren. The umpires haven't blown. No. The siren. They've got to blow the siren again. There we Here go. it goes. The, the, I was going to say the Darabin bench has walked on already. Yeah. yeah, the Darabin bench had heard the siren. They were walking onto the ground. Then they had to blow the siren again. The Darabin bench is wondering if it's quarter time. It is quarter time. That was the worst. That was probably the worst time siren I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Welcome to Launceston here on Preston <laughs> Carnival 2. No, not quite. It's not another Saints Fremantle thing, but it can be confusing because there is trains going in the background. Correct. Dare I say my nerdiness in me, because I work for Metro Trains, I go, that's not a train siren. <laughs> I, I can tell. I can tell. It's only X-traps that run up this line, and that ain't their horn. And then you go... You see the Darabin Falcons walk out on the ground going, oh, yeah, it's a break, and then they stop about 20 metres along going, why are they still playing? <laughs> very, very intriguing series of events there, Peter. So at quarter time, both teams uh, yet to register a score. It's uh, a nil-nil scoreline, and uh, Falcons midfield uh, sort of getting on top for bit, bits and pieces of that uh, first quarter release, but uh, F Thunder did well defensively. Uh, Hatcher down back was f fantastic for the Thunder with plenty, plenty of intercepts. Yeah, and not just... Yeah, all, that whole territory defence there was just... Um, they were in the right position, able to intercept it pretty much every time. That was, yeah, one of the key issues. And to be fair, Darabin were able to do a lot of intercepts down their defensive end as well, which, um, yeah... Leaves us at a 0 0 scoreline. It feels like, in a way, for Darren, a little bit of robbing Peter to pay Paul because it seems like Hammond, Georgia Hammond's playing more on the ball. 
where they've been attacking, they've been hitting that spot and, and having her way has been Sharona Bishop who's taken a lot of marks for, for the NT Thunder and stopped a lot of attacks. They almost feel like they need Georgia Hammond at that spot 45 metres out from goal in a centre-half forward position. She can play full forward or centre-half forward well. If they can just have her as that crucial link person to take the mark and set up from there, you'd think they will, probably would have at least got some score on the board. It seems like every week we're talking about a player that one side or the other needs to like clone and have multiples of, and yeah, appears yeah. to be Georgia Hammond this week. Yeah, exactly. And again, uh, how she's playing today, racking up a few positions, and if she can get a goal or two, she's one of the players that has been so far overlooked in the AFLW that's looking to stake her claim. Mm, yeah, she's one of the most experienced players. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at Preston City Oval. It's the VFLW match of the day. We can't give you the goal kickers because simply there aren't any. It is nil all here at the moment at quarter time in what has been so far still a very entertaining clash. We'll be back in just a moment. RSN 927's winners. Whether you're heading to the course or putting down a couple of bucks with a tap, winners goes around Australia for the form and selections in all the codes. And the feature reports keep moving fun. Including Monday's Metro Review, the Midweek Thoroughbred Panel, the Trackwork Report, Gate Speed, and Thursday's Expanded Metro Greyhound Preview. Winners, it's what punters want to know. Weekday mornings from 10.30 on RSN 927. Thanks to the tab. Who are you backing? Premiership coach Paul Roos talks teamwork, leadership, and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned on the next RecLink Sporting Chance Night. If you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 94196672 and join Paul Roos. RecLink, including the unincluded. Tuesday, the Breakfast Club will be live from Mildura. It's the heads up on the Mildura Cup. The Breakfast Club, right on the riverfront at Cafe 1909. We'll have all the regular Tuesday sports talk. And we'll let you know how to be part of Mildura Cup Day. Friday, July 26. Making the most of Mildura's brilliant winter weather. It's all thanks to Mildura Racing Club and Country Racing Victoria. The Breakfast Club. Enjoying Murray River Magic. Tuesday on RSN 927. Ho, ho, ho! Go, you good thing! It's Christmas in July at the Meadows. Exhilarating greyhound racing, a delicious Christmas buffet, and jumping castles for the kids every Saturday night in July. Book now at meadows.org.au. Our children are so precious, and the next generation of farmers. Make a safe play area where the fence and gates are secure. With supervision, you'll reduce the chance of kids being injured, or worse. Visit farmsafe.org.au. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm by 95 points, and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dogged win in the end because we're a pretty young group, and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over Tolkien, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's why football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927, analogue, digital and streaming. RSN Carnival 2 is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, the VFL app, and tell your friends to go to facebook.com forward slash WARFradio for the video stream. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day where it is... 
nil all between Darabin and the Ente Thunder. Paul Sebastiani, soccer score, but we do have soccer games which are nil all. We go, that was a good contest. It's safe to say for that first quarter, okay, yes, it's a frustration, there's nothing on the scoreboard. But both of these sides are having a red-hot dip. Really intriguing contest at the moment as well. And there have been some really heavy hits as well um, during the contest too. And uh, being on the receiving end of both of them was uh, Stevie Lee Thompson. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to be uh, she's going to be rubbing salt, or, uh, scratching off the wounds as well. So, uh, but a good good contest so far. And I think both defences have really stood up tall as well. So uh, intriguing contest coming up to to start the second quarter. How did you think the game was played out, Elise, so far? Yeah, very even, but. I reckon to to try and get the score scoreboard ticking, they just they need to spread out a bit. They're always kicking to packs, and particularly for Darabin, those packs are um, the NT are outnumbering them. Mm-hmm. So they've just just got to get clear space and make it easier for themselves. So it'll be an intriguing start to this second quarter. Neither team yet to register a score, and we're underway here in the second quarter of Preston City Oval between Darabin Falcons and NT Thunder. Ball. He's going to go the way of the Thunder. Foley was in there over it. Coming through to meet it there was Stevie Lee Thompson. She threw it up on her left foot. It's all the Falcons are here. And a mark taken in the middle. Now we'll look to drive forward through Honey Bunches. It's a scrubby kick. Coming through to try and make an intercept there was Johnson. Just eluded her. Ball falls. Well, ball's in dispute at the moment. But doing well there. And they work the ball out towards their captain, the Falcons. It's marked by Stephanie Simpson. She kicks up towards half forward. A good searching lead. Taking the mark there was Georgia Hammond. She's moved up deep forward this quarter. Quick kick to the top of the square and a target. And a mark being taken by Elisa Day. And she's marked at about 25 metres out directly in front. Kicking towards the uh, Preston City Market end of oh. the stadium. And good movement by the uh, the Falcons there, uh, Elise. Yeah, it was... Well, it was more one-on-one and less less clustered, less congested. So, O'Day, she trots in, gets close to the mark, but comes in and she's kicked the first goal of the day. And they get around her as well. So the Falcons go to one straight six. And the Thunder are yet to score. And good ball movement there, as we just noted, Elise. And uh, Junior gets a goal for the... Uh, for the Falcons, and uh, we finally got our first score on the board. <laughs> yes, yeah, about about time. And just a wrap to Peter there as well. He called it a, a Monty that goal, so he said absolute certainty. Never in doubt. <laughs> Elise O'Day, absolute class. You know, some are saying you know uh, about players being the Rolls Royce of uh, women's football. She is the Ferrari. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's not make a mistake. She is the elite. As guess what? Oh, she almost had hands on the ball again, O'Day. This time coming away with it. Michelle Alice had it momentarily. Kept the ball in front of herself. Got it out towards the centre wing position. Maybe dealt with unfairly off the football. Umpire said play on. Thunder for uh, Falcons football, rather. In goes Pierce. Pierce on the right boot. Bishop in front position. Jumped a little too early. Opportunity now for the Falcons. Only for uh, Hatchard to try and jump in there and create the turnover. Hand pass well under pressure. Stevie Lee Thompson right up against the boundary line. Honey Bun coming at her. Still managing to be just kept in play. Thompson up the line, trying to smack it forward. Duggan there for the Thunder. Alexa Soccer it off the carpet. Gains about 35 metres with that kick. 
Duggan chases up her own kick, almost gets buried head first into the ground. Umpire said it was fair, taken around the waist, you can play on. Jumping in there, Michelle Ellis again for the Thunder. In goes Lauren Pierce for the Falcons. Beats the hand pass back. Blackwood there, trying to get it back to Pierce. Pierce smacks it all on the ground with one big fist, trying to put it in the direction of her teammate. And the umpire's pulled out a free kick for a holding infringement. And can take a breath, Peter. That was it was a good bit of play. <laughs> it, was, it was hectic. And it was smart from Duggan. She was caught in a pack of five. Instead of going to pick it up and possibly get caught, she said, no, nah, I'm going to soccer this. I'm going to play to the conditions and move it forward. An opportunity here for the Thunder from 35 metres out. Pierce stood tall on the line, blocked it out. Even though she didn't take the mark, they managed to clean it up nicely. Finds the Darabin Falcons captain and Steph Simpson. So Steph Simpson in the back pocket, kicked towards half-back, well-fisted away there by the Thunder, but Falcons get at the back, and falling over as she was about to burst clear was Eastman. She had support, though, through Colvin. She, quick, her quick kick across half-back wasn't the greatest. It's going to fall in the lap of Foley. Her kick wasn't great either. Up towards full forward. Ball just fumbling about there. Ball comes back towards Foley, though. She gets a quick handball out. Thunder go one way or the other. Quick kick on goal by Baird. It's right towards the teeth of goal, and it's probably going to be rushed through. It's going to flick the post, and it'll register the Thunder's first score of the game. It's one behind. They trail by five points. The Falcons one straight six. And... Falcons will reload from fullback. And they go for a run on the right, working again wide towards the Kramer Hotel side of the ground. Pierce was spoiled from behind. Thunder will send it back from whence it came through. Letitia Jeffrey, but in the hot spot, 35 metres out from goal. Here comes McCartney Robertson out of nowhere like a bullet. Wraps up her opponent, puts her into the ground, and the umpire says no proper opportunity. We will call for a ball up. McCartney Roberts. We last called in that game against Carlton out at uh, La Trobe Uni, and she kicked the goal to put them ahead to win the game. Lauren Pierce does the ruck work here. O'Day tries to charge through. Umpire says, holding the ball. And Elise O'Day goes, seriously? <laughs> uh, she did She did try and barge through and uh, eats to their own. Ange Foley kicks it long towards the top of the square and taking a mark. Just off the side of the square, so she'll be put on an acute angle, is Eloise Jones. So, to put the Thunder one point up, she creeps in. Tight angle. Starts out right, sneaks it in. And the Thunder take the lead here at Preston City Oval here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, the VFL app, and on Facebook.com forward slash radio. It is the NC Thunder 117, Darabin 1 straight 6. Match analyst is Elise Collette. Yeah, um, interesting call there, but sort of sort of a fair call at the same time. But um, Darabin were lucky earlier with um, with what became the uh, the Falcons, uh, sorry, the Thunders first behind. It all started with a dangerous kick in that, in hindsight, she probably should have gone straight down the line. Too close to um, try and kick it uh, more inboard. So play back underway here at Preston City Oval. Thunder hitting the lead with their first goal of the game. Clearance goes away. The Falcons towards half-forward edge of the square. Thunder lead the race. So good tackle there by the Falcons. They're going to get this ball inside forward 50 and coming out to meet a good mark. That was a Getty. She's probably a little bit too far out from home, so she pops this up towards the top of the square, but coming across the market and doing well there. For the Thunder was Sharona Bishop. She's done a bit of that today. Quick kick towards the outer side. Eludes her target. Chasing out this one there for the Falcons was 
That was Annalise Lister. She got a quick handball out. Baird was in there for the Thunder as well. They've got plenty of players around this one. Umpire is hovering and hovering and hovering and calls play on. They can't really get this one out, umpire. Now we cross the hands and we'll have it tossed up. At half forward here for the Falcons. They trail by a point. Pierce in the ruck for the Falcons. She's got a clear height advantage on her opponent. She wins a tap down, but it goes away. The Falcons are going to look to get the clearance off halfback. Kick towards the middle of the ground. It's a good one. Coming out to meet it on the lead there was Jones. Her handball was Erin. Intercepting it was Hibbert. She was tackled immediately. Right in the middle here of Preston City Oval. Ball spills away, and it's trickling about. Trying to pick the ball up was Honeyman. She was knocked off the football there well by Stevie Lee Thompson. And plenty of plays over this one. We'll have it tossed up edge of the square here. Broadcast side, almost on centre wing. Paul Sebastiani, Elise Collette and Peter Holton with you in commentary on RSN Carnival 2. Next week we'll be bringing you two games of football. We can tell you on the Sunday, definitely Carlton and Williamstown. Saturday game to be confirmed. Either Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs at Morwell or Essendon and Darabin at Windy Hill. Watch the space. Trying to come in there. Janet Baird fighting in hard for it with Annalise Lister. And the umpire says, let's restart play and have another ball up. Good five or so minutes gone in this second term. One point lead to the Thunder. This play starts to really open up now. Pierce trying to put it straight down the throat of her intended rover. Almost taken away by Macalia Roberts. Pickpocket away by Pierce, who acted like a rover. Kicked it towards centre half forward. One, two, bites of the cherry. Couldn't be marked there by Zagetti. Trying to get the hand pass on. Coming in out of nowhere. Armistead wraps up and puts her opponent in Georgia Hammond into the ground. Ball spilt out. It popped away of Fabrice. Fabrice. Her kick is intercepted, taken by Eastman, who gets run down. And the umpire says, G-O-N-E gone. Free kick to Stevie Lee Thompson. So well done by Stevie Lee Thompson. And she drives this one up towards centre wing. Pierce in the prime spot, though. Couldn't take the football. She goes back in there again, lays a strong tackle on Rebecca Pryor. She tried to wrestle this away. Did Pierce, but the umpire said, give it to me, I'll toss it up. Right here on the broadcast side in between both interchange gates. It's tossed up here. Pierce may have been taken without it in the ruck. She looks like she's got a poke to the eye. In and under again there was Pryor for the Thunder. But trying to win the ball clear was Fairchild. May have been ridden in the back. Umpire said holding the ball. Stiff there on Fairchild. Umpire Dean her to have Pryor. And now it's going to be Michaela Roberts driving this one up towards half forward for the Thunder. Coming out to meet it was Baird, though. The Falcons are doing OK here defensively. Spinning out of trouble there well was Chittick. Quick kick out there by Hatchard. Falls away of Foley. She's been lively this quarter as well. Right up against the boundary line. Pops this one up towards the top of the square. Getting back, though. Taking a good defensive mark for the Falcons was Brooke Patterson. Patterson with the footy. Deep in defence. Kicks it dangerously. Doesn't work out when she was trying to find Eastman. It's in the hot spot. Eastman somehow managed to find a way out of it. Gets a hand pass. It's still in a dangerous position. 40 metres out from the Thunder goal. Quick little snap around the corner. Gains about 20 metres. Trying to bounce around there and oh. have a snap. Aloise oh. Jones! Oh. Great kick. The goal umpire didn't move. He just arched his back and watched it go right over his head. And the Crows football, Louise Jones, puts... The Thunder, seven points up, 2-1-13 to one straight six. Match analyst is Elise Collette. One interesting tactical move that uh, Darabin appeared to have made today that should be noted is um, one of their key, one of their girls that's usually a key forward in Eloise Gardner seems to be playing in defence, um, and she seems to have been playing there for a while for this 
a while this afternoon. So it'll be interesting to see why Michael Erickson has done that. So the Thunder get their second of the day and extend their margin. 2-1-13 to the Falcons. One straight six. Goal of the day there from Jones. Ball back in the middle. Pierce won the tap there for the Falcons as she's done so all day. Kick off the ground there goes away. The Thunder though. Foley in those long sleeves. Just a little grubber kick off the ground towards her opponent. She went back in. Fished the ball again. High kick by the Thunder up towards half forward. Sitting under it there was Hatchard. She couldn't take it. Falcons are around this one. Good tackle there by Pryor. And we'll have it tossed up here right on the point of the square. Attacking side of it for the Thunder. Gained a bit of the ascendancy here in the second quarter. Travelled towards near 10 minutes of the second quarter. They lead it by seven points. Pierce got the front spot. Double palm down towards Hicks. She got the clearance up towards centre wing. Leading the race there for the Falcons was Wilson. She was well wrapped up. Quick kick forward by Fairchild. Thunder have got their defensive post up, though. They do well. Hatchard again gets a little handball out. Now the Thunder can go up towards half forward. They're getting in front there was Hibbert. She was really well tackled there by Tack. And the umpires deemed it to be in the back, though. And it's going to be a free kick going the way of the Falcons. She protects, she attacks, she is Crystal Tack. As the ball now goes backwards, the umpire says, no, it didn't hit the ground. I will pay a mark. Falcons with the footy, 45 out from defensive goal. With the pill is Lawson Tavern. Now on the left boot, long and high. Has has, uh, the captain in Steph Simpson lurking nearby. If they can get to her, cannot. Is there an in danger? Yes, umpire pins it out. Advantage paid here. Taken by the Thunder by Van Hagen, who delivers brilliantly. And taking the mark is one Anne Hatcher. She'll be having a shot on goal. From 35 metres out, slight angle match analyst Elise Collette. The question I raised with that kick in, though, is was that the required distance? That didn't seem like 15 metres or even 10. But, um, yeah, if Hatchard gets this, it'll be great reward for her defensive effort. Hatchard on the line is Lauren Pierce. Ladies and gentlemen, one percenters in football, always having your tallest player on the last line. You'd be surprised how many sides don't do it. Darabin do with Lauren Pierce, and that saves five points. And it's very handy when your tallest player is someone as talented as Lauren Pierce. So, Thunder now with that minor score. Got a 2-2-14. The Falcons are one straight six. Quick kick in there by the Falcons up towards half back. They can look to get out the back down now here. It's okay. They work it up towards centre wing through Wilson. Her kick went over the top though. Leading the race there was Buckley. Thunder get back in numbers though. Well done by Johnson. Just fumbled the ball. They've done well to stop this 4-0 forward by the Falcons. Throwing her head in over the ball there. I think she's going to get a high free kick here. Not sure who that is on the ground. It might be... Uh, Wilson. She doesn't look in a good way. She's taken really high. And Johnson's also copped a bit of a head knock for the Thunder. She's going to come straight from the bench. Goal for the Panadol. That didn't look good at all. So the free kick is going to go the way of Madison Wilson here. She's on the attacking side of the wing here for the Falcons. Broadcast side. Quick little chip over the top. Not the best. Although cleaning up the mess there was Lister. She got a quick handball forward. Hatchard was in there as well, may have thrown it, was blindsided of the umpire, Fairchild tried to step out of traffic, quick kick forward was okay, Zagetti led the race, went through her hands, good tackle there on Fabris, ball's going to spool the way again to Wilson, but Kayla Roberts was in there, ball comes out now back towards centre wing, Colvin in there as well for the Falcons, throwing her head over it there was Patterson, ball in dispute, kick by Hatchard was smothered well, 
Ball falls away of Roberts again. She's trying to find her way out of trouble, but the umpire's going to ping her, taking on the tackler. And it's going to go the way of Georgia Hammond. So can Hammond do something for the Falcons near the halftime siren? Reduce this margin. Currently eight points the way of the Thunder. Long and high to the dangerous hotspot. 40 metres out from goal. Smacked around Zagetti was nearby if they could have found her. Trying to attack it there. Rennie Hicks over around the football. Hicks went back again. Collected someone high on the way through. It was Bush had a head over the footy. Umpire said you can play on. Zagetti wants to go in for another crack at it. Colvin looking nearby. Who can get it out as Thompson watches on? Umpire says it's a stalemate. We'll take the footy back. And call for a ball up. Suzuki, the last one to give the ball back to the umpire. We'll throw it up 40 metres out from goal. Both rucks miss the footy. Ball still on the deck. Fighting hard for it. Georgia Hammond just threw it on the boot. Through the hands of Zagetti who couldn't quite hang on to it. They try to come off the back line here. The NT Thunder. It's like a piece of soap, that footy. They can't pick it up clearly. And taken away by Eastman who almost brings down Rain with that kind of half-hearted snap kick. Trying to get on the end of it is Armistead. Got knocked out of her hands. Ball hit the ground and Armistead went straight after it. Everyone jumped on oh. her. And the umpires pulled out a free kick. <laughs> well... I'm not quite sure what it's for. High. He called a high. While everyone was on the ground. That's going to annoy a few NT Thunder fans due to what was happening in about about three stoppages ago. And this will be a shot on goal from 30 metres out, slight angle. See a five in the back. I've got a feeling it might be, is it H. Kearney? That's a 50. Suzuki kicked it straight into the player in Hatchard. And everyone will jump on top of the pill. And the umpire pulls out a free kick, this time going the way of the NT Thunder. Paul Sebastian, he's almost ready to throw down the headset. (laughs) Some intriguing calls by the umpire. But anyway, ball comes out towards halfback. But a good intercepting mark there by Simpson. She kicks it inside forward 50. Coming out to meet it was Van Hagen. She got a foot on it. Foley's probably going to get on to the end of this one for the Thunder. Ball just eluded her, but she's got plenty of time. Handball over the top was good. Stevie Lee Thompson, now she can go. She strolls through centre wing. Could have taken a bounce. Goes to go up towards full forward. Doing well, though, defensively there for the Falcons was Blackwood. She tries to find the boundary line, but it comes out towards halfback. It's okay. They do all right here, the Falcons. Ball into the middle of the ground. Plenty of players around this one again. Zagetti led the race. Sorry, that was uh, Honey Bunch. It was taken immediately. Umpire hovering over this one's going to call holding the ball as well. Oh, well so could, it could have been an in the back there, but um, uh. umpires are red hot on the holding the ball in this quarter. Free kick is going to go the way of Letitia Jeffrey. She comes to the outer side in Foley, dives and tumbles and takes the mark. Looks and like the. Darren played, came off very second best there. a Falcons player gone down with what looks like maybe a leg injury. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that for the time being. Ball driven inside forward 50 there for the Thunder. They've got numbers here. Ball flicked out towards Jones, the previous goal kicker. She might have been taken without it. Umpire call play on. Ball works its way outside the Thunder offensive 50, but it's going to be thrown back in there by Foley. Quick kick forward mark there was dropped by Hibbert. It's going to be driven out there again by the Falcons. Foley with a fist on it ball falls away the thunder but we've got a tackle on play and I think the umpire is going to call a stoppage on play here for the yep, injured uh, Alan Falcons player so yeah she was uh, taken as a casualty when Foley dove in and tried to take that mark earlier and I think she may have hurt her lower leg or knee, it didn't look great, she was down yeah. immediately so and her yeah. thunder opponent put a hand up and said somebody mm. come here mm-hmm. my first thought was like maybe a foot or an ankle because mm. it might have just collided when, um, was it Foley was taking the mark? Didn't look good at all. Could hopefully nothing 
too sinister or serious, but it doesn't look good. She hasn't been she hasn't been up for, for at least a minute now. So, and uh, the trainer at the moment asking her to stay put where she is. They haven't gone for the stretcher as yet. All players standing around in their respective spots. According to at least the graphic on our scoreboard, which isn't linked to an official time clock, there is about a minute remaining in the quarter. Two two fourteen. NT Thunder one straight six. Darabin, just quickly, goal kickers at the moment. Uh, Thunder, I've got Jones as one, and the other was... I thought they were both Jones. Jo- yeah, that's correct. That's right. Uh, Jones with both, and then uh, O'Day had uh, the Falcons' goal. As she comes from the ground, and I don't think the clock is being stopped, because I, uh, my gut instinct is, on the time-on rule, I think the stretcher itself has, has to, to come, come out. out. Right. We were right. having this discussion at Windy Hill last week, when it took... About five minutes for one of the... I can't remember yeah. who it was, but what someone yeah. to come off. And on the Outer Sanctum podcast, they must have been listening to our call in my rant <laughs> during it on the Western Bulldogs-Richmond game where the last 40 seconds of the game, this, Richmond were down a goal with a ball near their forward line and the clock kept ticking with the 40 seconds to go. Because the oh. player was injured, clearly, on the ground and Richmond lost their chance to at least draw the game because the clock kept ticking and there's no time on in women's football unless the stretcher's out there. So... We'll know in a moment's time. Well, our score bug's gone down to zero completely. So that means the timekeepers have stopped the clock here, even though there isn't the stretcher. So this rule at the moment is as grey as the sky at the moment. So Play goes on now. Play resumes. Falcons are going to look to drive this one forward, throwing a body over it. Plenty of plays around this one again. Ball drives its way towards the middle of the ground for the Falcons. They're trying to foray inside forward 50, but the Thunder do well. Quick kick off the ground. Wasn't 15, though. Getting the ball there for the Thunder was Van Hagen. Quick kick around the body by Kusak is going to go over the boundary line, and it's going to be the last possession rule again. And it'll be a free kick the way of the Falcons. It'll go the way of Brooke Patterson. She's at halfback kick. Quick kick inside was okay. Oh, went straight through the uh, chest of Rennie Hicks. She dropped an absolute put and lets the Thunder in here, although the Falcons do okay here through O'Day. She's tackled really well and wrapped up there by Billy Byers, and she'll get the free kick at half forward. And Byers decides to go inside 50. Good spoil from behind for the Falcons there. Trying to go away the hand passes. Patterson got ripped off the football. Macalia Roberts also got ripped off the football when she tried to go a snap. Duggan's kick is smothered there by Pierce. He goes back in to get the footy. Tries to fire out a fast hand pass. Doesn't quite work out. Opportunity for the Thunder in the pocket. No, will be taken away. Hurry kick around the corner by the... Falcons looking for Georgia Hammond. Just fell short of her. Kept it at ground level. Armistead went in there. Got dispossessed of the football. Fabrice wants to try and get in there. Getting all wrapped up. Suzuki, the umpire, says no prior opportunity. And we shall call for a ball up. Just near our broadcast position. Our forward flank here for the Thunder. They lead by eight points. Pierce wins the tap. Shepherding work courtesy of O'Day. Allowing it to be moved away on that occasion by Lister. In towards the middle of the ground. Bush... Does she get her opponent in the back? No, according to the umpire. And he says, I'll ask for the football back. As the siren now sounds to indicate half-time in our VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival, WARFradio.com via the VFL app and Facebook.com forward slash WARFradio. Darabin, one straight six, trail the NT Thunder, 2-2-14. And as we'll say in that second term, both uh, Elise and Paul... The game's opened up the bit, which is good. 
the umpiring, though, a bit head-scratching. It's both ways. <laughs> it is not favouring either side. It's definitely both ways, but it's a bit... We don't know what they're going to call. They were very hot on the ball. They were very hot on the uh, holding the ball call during that quarter as well. So, uh, yeah, a few that may or may not have been there uh, for both sides. But, uh, no, it was an entertaining quarter of football there. Thunder getting the uh, ascendancy uh, during the quarter. But, uh, Elise, the umpiring? All I can say is, what's new? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good call. Practical umpiring, as they call it now. So let's uh, have a look at the goal kickers and some better players. We believe it's Eloise Jones with uh, two goals and uh, Elise O'Day, of course, um, with the goal for the Darabin Falcons. Better players from both sides for that first half. We'll start with you, Elise. i just quickly get my notes out. Um, her NT Thunder, um, two of their keys down back have been Hatchard and Bishop. They've both been taking a lot of intercepts and just key pillars across that half-back line. And... Yeah, can't go past Alois Jones with um, some great marking and those two goals there. Uh, for uh, Darwin, apart from the usual suspects of O'Day and Pierce, Rennie Hicks has been really good through the middle, got a lot of the ball and been one of the key midfielders. And particularly in the first quarter, uh, Genevieve Lawson Tavern for Mount. And for me, uh, yeah, Thunder, I think the two standouts for me, Angela Foley, week in, week out, she, she just produces a good, she's been fantastic in this first half for the Thunder. And also Anne Hatchard, she's been really, really good as well. So she's uh, had big influence on the contest, whether it's intercepting or thrusting the Thunder forward. And for the Falcons, Rennie Hicks has been really good as well. And uh, the Ruck, uh, Lauren Pierce, uh, they're probably the two two picks that I'd, I'd go from uh, from the Thun- uh, from the Falcons. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at halftime on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, Facebook.com forward slash WARFradio and the VFL app. Where at the moment it's the NT Thunder 2-2-14 leading Darabin one straight six. We'll be back after this. RSN 927's winners. to set you up for a day at the races. Whether you're heading to the course or putting down a couple of bucks with a tap. Winners goes around Australia for the form and selections in all the codes. And the feature reports keep moving fun. Including Monday's Metro Review. The midweek thoroughbred panel. Track work reports. Gate speed. And Thursday's expanded Metro Greyhound preview. Winners. It's what punters want to know. Weekday mornings from 10.30 on RSN 927. Thanks to the tap. Who are you back? The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winks on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winks special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1300-783-112 or see ladiesinracingmagazine.com.au. When footy's done and dusted, the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10. It's the round in review from the footy punter's point of view. Andrew Q's and Adam White deliver the weekend footy wrap, Monday mornings at 10, and then on podcast. Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au. 
What a week we had on the Late Show. Well, first there was Monday, then there was Tuesday, then there was... No, seriously, we had a great week. Great guests, good fun, the Culinary World Cup. We did it all this week, and if you missed any of it, you can check it out on the podcast part of the website. Make sure you do that. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to rest up and then be back uh, with a vengeance. 11 o'clock, Monday night. Hope to see you then. On RSN 927. The 30-Minute Trots Report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN 927 joins Harness Racing Victoria for One Out, One Back. Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. You're okay. Just did it because he likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. Tuesday, the Breakfast Club will be live from Mildura. It's the heads up on the Mildura Cup. The Breakfast Club, right on the riverfront at Cafe 1909. We'll have all the regular Tuesday sports talk. And we'll let you know how to be part of Mildura Cup Day. Friday, July 26. Making the most of Mildura's brilliant winter weather. It's all thanks to Mildura Racing Club and Country Racing Victoria. The Breakfast Club. Enjoying Murray River Magic. Tuesday on RSN 927. Your club, Craigie Burns Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burns' best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burns Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette.org.au. RSN 927 conducts competitions almost every day. Every contest is run according to our general competition rules. There are even competitions which have specific terms and conditions. If you would like to read our general competition rules or any special terms and conditions, look for the links on the competitions page at rsn.net.au or ask for a copy during business hours at the RSN 927 reception desk. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver and pancreas. 1 in 5. The number of all cancers caused by smoking. 1. The number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org. The verdict. Buffalo River looks a really good horse. Now, he needs to step up significantly, though, if he's going to compete in races like the Golden Eagle. Breaking down the times from Saturday, he was a long way off a horse called Rykovic. You probably wouldn't entertain in that sort of race. So he, basically, he needs to run faster for longer if he wants to be an elite athlete, which he still might be because he's got a lot of upside. He still did a bit wrong on Saturday. The verdict. 9 till 10 Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse. On RSN 927. 
Ho, ho, ho! Go, you good thing! It's Christmas in July at the Meadows. Exhilarating greyhound racing, a delicious Christmas buffet, and jumping castles for kids every Saturday night in July. Book now at meadows.org.au. We go round Victoria for RSN 927's Country Notice Board. It's your statewide heads up on the best racing experiences in all three codes. Andrew Q's whips around Victoria for Country Notice Board. Tuesday mornings at 10 and later on podcast. It's another day at school, but it's the last place a young girl like Jess wants to be. Why? Because it's a constant reminder she lives in poverty. Her uniform doesn't fit... Her shoes are falling apart and her backpack is a plastic bag. Right now, there are one in six Australian children living in poverty who need our support. You can help by becoming a sponsor through the Smith family. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over $10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. Or SN Carnival 2. Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on RSN Carnival 2 via the RSN Racing and uh, Sport app normally, but not today because you are listening via the VFL app via WARFradio.com and also as well uh, via RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio. Problems, you are just was mumbling my words then. I'm just trying to work out the video stream at the same time. I go, oh, I hit the wrong button on something. Well done, Peter. Just giving a run about uh, 10 seconds of silence there. Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani and Elise Collett with you here at Preston City Oval where at halftime uh, the NT Thunder 2-2-14 lead the Darabin Falcons uh, one straight six. So the Thunder starting to click into gear for that uh, second quarter, but uh, by no means, Elise, have the Thunder playing the games on their own terms. Again with the no mic. (laughs) I'm doing producing. uh, I'm executive producer, producer, tech, paddle up and all of that, and occasionally the person that gets to turn on the Lisa's button. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, uh, the Darwin defence has held up really well. And um, if they just keep um, keep that defensive pressure strong and just try and work around the um, the equally as strong um, northern 
Northern Territory defence, they could get back into this. Well, particularly when you've got the likes of, as we said, Lauren Pierce, who's been dominant around the ground, Aliso Day. The funny thing is, Aliso Day's good, but maybe just a touch rusty. You rarely see Elise get caught with the football, and yeah. she's been caught twice today, blown off the cobwebs of their first game. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, she's tried, just particularly with that second one, she was just trying to get the ball forward and try and get an attacking movement going. And if there was better communication and just a couple of extra players there to help her out. I think that's even, even too, it's even more of a byproduct of, I mean, the first quarter was quite congested and it was locked away and a lot of intercept marks. And I think in that second quarter, both teams were trying to open the play up and take the game on a bit more. So you're probably going to have a little bit more of the holding the ball decisions go against you as well when you're taking the game on like that. And also playing well for uh, for Darabin down in the fence. A few times we've seen her pop up. Is their 23rd player today, uh, which Michael talked about, in Victoria Blackwood? Yeah, she's been good as well. Um, you know, she's popped up. Considering, too, that the Thunder have got... that They sort of got their running game going, or they were able to thrust the ball forward, too. So she's been a good good pillar down there as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they go in this in this third quarter defensively, too. So Because um, the Thunder were able to be a lot more efficient in that quarter going forward. Absolutely, and if you look through to the Thunder side, uh, getting uh, a lot of hands on the football. Michaelia Roberts is looking dangerous up in the forward line. We've seen Foley being used out wide on the wing. We've also seen Stevie Lee Thompson coming off the half-back line along Sharona Bishop. And it's been a very good half-back line for the NT Thunder. And, the, and I think the thing about it is it's a half-back line that knows how to repel quite damaging, where we've seen, like, when we saw Essen and VFLW last week, and I saw them yesterday, so the, the half-back line struggles to have any any impact, any um, purpose kicking up the line, kicking with purpose, hitting a target on the wing and creating drive. They don't have any of that. The Thunder, and probably why they're 5-3 and three at the moment, is just that drive to be able to create that run out wide. The only thing they probably haven't mastered today, and that's maybe because it's a little bit of a sticky wicket out there, not as bad as it usually is here at Preston, is they haven't been able to go down the corridor with ease as yet. With that, um, that half-back line you were talking about, is it an experience thing as well? Because I'm yeah. not sure about Bishop, but Hatchet is probably one of the most experienced players in the NT Thunder lineup. Hatchard and Thompson and all that. You've got to think AFLW players that are not only... AFLW players are always going to be better skilled than VFLW players, naturally. Um, but also, like you said, because of the experience, the discipline to keep the structure and yeah. the discipline to see... I'm not just kicking to an option. I'm seeing what the next step is. Once I go to that option, what that option is going to do and what they are going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, too, as well, like, I know from a from a skill point of view, I'd like to see both teams, and they were trying that that little kick inside on the 45-degree angle to try and open up the play. I know a lot of them didn't work during that second quarter as well, but those little things there are the things that are going to set you apart from either winning or losing, taking the game on. I know it is, it is a bit slippery and dewy out there, but yeah. you just see both teams trying to take that little kick inside on. If they one, one or two, or if one, one of the teams can do that more often than not, during this game, I think that'll go a long, long way to winning. Yeah, there was one time, particularly, I think, it, yeah, it was Darabin. I think it might have been Gab Colvin. I think she was probably too deep to try and mm-hmm. the switch kick. It's probably a little bit, or maybe half back line at the deepest. Because if you do it too deep, you can easily get intercepted. Correct. And then, yeah, you, uh, you get a goal kicked against you.
NT Thunder staying in their huddle a little bit longer than the Darabin Falcons, probably looking for some body warmth or something like that. <laughs> uh, not used to these very cool conditions down here in Melbourne. Grey skies hover over Preston City Oval. We've had a little bit of light rain during the game, but it's stopped at the moment. But the cool breeze has really started to kick up now. In fact, the trees in the distance suggesting some fair advantage towards the right-hand side or city end of the ground. To get us underway for the third quarter, here is Paul Sebastiani. Uh, Second half about to get underway here at Preston City Oval. Wind's definitely picked up towards the uh, Bell Street end of the ground or the city end. It's the Falcons trailing one straight six to the Thunder. 2-2-14. Pierce in the ruck. Ruck goes away of the Thunder though. Might have been a, a Falcon to the NT Thunder uh, Ruckman. Ball kicked up inside the 50 and a good mark here going the way of the Falcons. They press inside into attack early on here. So, yeah, that might be Colvin with the footy there. Colvin, she drives this one. It's a wobbly kick up towards the top of the square. Trying to mark the ball there with Shagetti. Couldn't take it. She's back in there again trying to force her way through. It's about 15 metres out from goal. She's wrapped up in a big tackle. And the umpire's really hot on this holding the ball. Deemed to have prior opportunity there, Zagetti, and uh, a free kick will go the way of the Thunder. And I should correct myself, Amelia, that was in fact Georgia Hammond. Who else with the big boot? Uh, going the direction of Janet Baird. Overran the football. 50 metres out from the Darabin Falcons goal. Awkward shank kick off the side of the boot by Aliso Day. Bending over to pick up the football for... Uh, the NT Thunder as Van Hagen goes further up the line towards the uh, centre wing on the Kramer Street side. Rebounded back here by the Falcons with an awkward hand pass from Hibbert. Going to be sent back from whence it came from the Thunder. Going up the line looking for Michaelia Roberts. She's behind in the foot race here. Patterson was to it first. Trying to get a hand pass in front of herself. Umpire says holding the football against Pierce and going for a free kick here for the Thunder is Cat Couch. Couch on the right boot. Going in the Michaelia Roberts direction. Went well over her head. Got out the back. Jones is lurking around if they can find her. Scoop throw out the back. Umpire missed it. Play on to the Falcons. Hurry kick towards the Hammond direction. Trying to juggle the football. Couldn't hang on to it. Hand pass coming input. Patterson now trying to find Zagetti for the Falcons. Went through her hands. Going to be rebounded back here by the Thunder. Long kick by Armistead. Going towards centre wing. Kramer Street side of the ground. And once again they find Cat Couch. So Cat Couch goes to the leading lead of Alice. Couldn't mark it. Bounced off her chest. Let's the Falcons here on the outer side. Centre wing. Again, plenty of plays over this one. Umpire's going to call for a stoppage. We'll have it tossed up here. Just the attacking side of the wing for the Northern Territory Thunder. They lead it 2-2-14 to the Falcons. One straight six. Travelled nearly three minutes into this second half. Quick handball out from Pierce was good and now the Falcons will look to drive towards half forward. A big spiral torpedo up towards the boundary line where the 50 arc meets the boundary line. Kick inside. Went backwards but it was okay. Worked out alright to Elise Day. She's going to wheel around on that right boot up towards full forward. Falcons get in front though. Good stuff there by Bishop. Trying to cause a turnover. They work this way out here, though. The Falcons kick's going to come to the top of the square. Target out the back there was David. And the ball's going to just go through for a behind. And it'll be the first score of the quarter goes away. The Falcons there, 1-1-7. They trail the Thunder, 2-2-14. Here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, Facebook.com forward slash WARFradio and the VFL app. 
I just need to record that and hit a button every time so I don't have to repeat it <laughs> as it's taken away by Hatchard. Now kicks up the line, bouncing football, almost going over Foley, watching it. Now it's gone over, umpire says. Because it's touched and over, it means it's not the last disposal rule. So we'll have a throw in. We are between centre wing and half-forward flank for the Darabin Falcons. As we wait for the umpire to throw the ball back into play. Heaves on back in. Pierce wins out in the contest. Baird come through. Little hand pass. Got it across there to Byers. He goes up looking for Roberts. Awkward bounce to her. <laughs> then puts on a clean pair of heels. Put on the left boot. Put it inside 50. Awkward bouncing football. It favours the way of the Thunder and Duggan. Duggan's got an open goal square. She went for it. The ball held up though. Almost uh, favouring the Falcons. They will get a free kick out of this courtesy of Jones coming in over the top a little too high. And uh, they will have a chance to relieve the pressure and just get out of jail. So, from the last line of defence, they'll elect to work wide. On the right, going in the Pierce direction, went through her hands. Trying to come after it there is Foley. Over around the footy, hand pass backwards, knocked away there from Stevie Lee Thompson. Pierce wants to go again. Hurry kick in the Roberts direction. Had it momentarily, knocked out of her hand, support by Hatchard, couldn't get there. Pierce got the ball, fell it out to a teammate who got the kick away, a grubber of a kick, got it across to Aliso Day, had to try and spin out of trouble. Back to Lauren Pierce at centre half back. Lauren Pierce on the right boot, wants to come the Samara David direction, got knocked away from her hands. Coming through there to try and pick it up, Patterson, now get it going here for the Falcons. Here's a hurry kick, got to go inside, 50, nobody home. And Ange Foley says, thank you, that was easy as pie. So the ball will come across here towards the broadcast side for the Thunder Van Hagen. Her kick was over the head of her intended target and the Falcons have got plenty of numbers back here. Colvin stepped around one, did it really well and the kick is going to go towards the boundary line and it's going to be a last possession. Free kick against, it's going to go the way of the Thunder and Van Hagen, she'll get a second opportunity. She plays on immediately, no one stood the mark. She takes a few strides, kicks it up towards centre wing, getting the front spot there for the Thunder was Hatchard. She's been very, very good for the Thunder this game. But the ball falls the way of the Falcons and a quick releasing kick. Marking it here on centre wing is Gabrielle Colvin. She just slows things down a bit. Umpire tells her to hurry it up. She goes towards half forward. It's a good kick as well. Marking unopposed was Zagetti. So probably about a kick and a half away from home here, the Falcons at half forward. 65 metres out from goal. She just pops this one over the top. Getting a mitt to it there. For the Falcons was their intended target. Quick handball out. Falcons are going to try and lock this one in, although the Thunder do well. Kick towards Shittick. She was worried out of it by Pierce. Falcons throw their head in over it, and it's going to be a free kick going the way of it. Looks like Suzuki, I think it might be. Or it might oh, be O'Day. No, it's Elise O'Day. Elise O'Day, she threw her head over the football, got the free kick, kick up towards half forward. It's okay, doing well there with the Thunder, though. Quick fist away there. Suzuki went in, tried to cause the tackle. Ball's going to come the way of Pierce. Bounces. She picks it up. Handball out. Was all right. Found O'Day. Quick handball back to Colvin. Kick around the body. is going to go over the boundary line and out of play. And it'll be another free kick to the Thunder. Last possession rule. It'll yeah. go the way of Sophie Armistead. Armistead with the pill. We'll take this opportunity to go to match analyst Elise Collette. Yeah, this is sort of having an eerie similarity to the first quarter where Darabin were doing all the attacking, but they've at least scored this quarter, which is always uh, pleasing. On the bottom of the ground then, Eloise Gardner. She is all wrapped up, and the umpire says, I'll ask the 
for the football back, please. Wrapped up by Cat Couch. Player we were told to keep an eye on by uh, Ralph Smith, assistant coach with the NC Thunder. Pierce taken away there. Foley. Now the hand pass back, courtesy of Alice. Got it across to Hatchard. Hatchard went for the goal square ball, bounced and went away to the right. And will register as a minus score. 2 3 15, the NT Thunder. The Darren Falcons 1 1 7 here on RSN Carnival 2. An exciting bit of play there by the Thunder. But it's only registered a behind for them, but they do extend their margin out to eight points. The Falcons now play on quickly from fullback, kick towards half back. Not the best of kicks. Northern Territory Thunder going to cause a stoppage here by the looks of it at half forward. Just inside their forward 50 now. And we'll have it tossed up here. They're attacking towards the Preston Market end of the ground. They lead at 2-3-15 to 1-1-7. 11 minutes 50 remaining in this third quarter. Ball was tossed up and it's yet another tackle and yet another stoppage. Must be good specials at the market. Full car park in the background. <laughs> As the umpire throws the football high in the air. They're that, or they're here for the barbecue at Preston City Oval. <laughs> Lauren Pierce wins it down, but taken away by Michelle Alice. Alice now kicks it in board, looking for Cat Couch. Bounced off her scone, and it came away with the Falcons taking the advantage, looking for Lauren Pierce. Went through her hand to the halfback flank. Hatchard receives it back here, courtesy of Pryor. Now goes towards the hot spot, lurking around there. It's better if they can get it to her. Going oh. for the snap is Michelle Alice. She's away to the left-hand side. And registers as another minor score. So for the NT Thunder, they go to 2-4-16. Darabin 1-1-7 here on RSN Carnival 2. Peppering the goals on from the kick in Beds. Wrapped up her opponent. And she's going to play on quickly. Run into an open goal and kick the goal. So Baird, that's a reward for effort. They were peppering the goals early then and a big mistake. And it looks like the Falcons defender who did take the kick in has gone down with... With a bad knee injury, we'll keep an eye on that as well. Thunder now go to 3-4-22. The Falcons are 1-1-7. And it looks like we've got another Falcons injury here. Not in a good way. I can't see who that is from here. I, 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 I thought I saw an 8 as the player went down, but uh, don't quote me on Might that. Might be Rachel Hibbert, potentially. I think it is Rachel Hibbert. She was crunched as she tried to step around Baird from the kick-in. Baird was equal to the task, laid the tackle and kicked a goal, but a double whammy there for the Falcons, an injury and, and a goal against. As we just... Yep, it is, it is Hibbert. Hibbert, yeah. Good work by yeah. Peter Rainbird on the camera as well, zoomed in on that and uh, helped to spot the player there. So Rachel Hibbert comes from the ground. We've already saw one injury today with Alan Buckley limped off mm. the ground with the assistance of the trainers. So, a body count for the Darren Falcons certainly not helping their cause in the rest of their 2019 VFLW campaign. Match analyst Elise Collette. Yeah, that's you never want to see an, um, a player go down injured, but um, it was it was great work from um, the NT Thunder there just to um, to get the tackle and then just quickly play on and get the goal. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground as we get underway here in this third term. Halfway gone, and the NT Thunder have opened up a 15-point margin here. Pierce are being ridden by Pryor. The umpire says, you cannot do that, and it will be a free kick. 
As Pyatt gets mud all over her back, don't envy the team manager who, or the property steward, who's got the cleaning duties this week. Now going further up the line, Rennie Hicks spots the intended target, and that is one Samara David. Decides to pull the kick and goes towards the hotspot. 45 metres out. Bishop, who's been solid across the half-back, gets caught this time. Trying to get a hurry kick away. David jumps in again. Going to attack at the football. I think it was Hatcher and the umpire will ask for the football back and will ball up. It's a very vocal crowd here at Preston City Oval. It's a good crowd as well. Yeah, healthy-sized crowd for a... Sunday lunchtime matinee, you could almost call it, is <laughs> taken by Georgia Hammond, who spun around, bombed it long to the goal square in a dangerous position. Letitia Jeffrey trying to get back there. Hurricane off the ground. Oh, intercepted. Chance for the Falcons. I think it's through. Oh. And a Sagetti. Yeah, great kick. Great, um, great intercept. They answer back. And they reduce the margin here at Preston City Oval. The score, Darabin Falcons, 2-1-13. The NT Thunder, 3-4-22. Your match analyst from Holmes Glen doing the sports degree is the one and only Elise Collette. Yeah, it was great work from Zagetti there just to um, pick up pick up the ball off the... I'm not sure who the Thunder defender was, but um, yeah, great way just to get that through. And um, never say never. Um, yeah, good work, Darabin. So... Good goal there by the Falcons to arrest the momentum that the Thunder had conjured up during this uh, third quarter. Ball back in the middle now. And Rucks go at it. Thunder get the tap. Foley just paddled it the way of Janet Baird. And it was a free kick going the way of the Thunder. Umpire now calls play on. Baird goes up towards half forward. Doing well there for the Thunder was Couch. She was tackled though. Throwing her body over the line was O'Day. And now the ball comes out the way of the Falcons. Ball eludes everyone there up towards half forward. Leading the race there for the for the Thunder. That was Fabris. Plenty of players around this one. Ball falls away, David, though, for the Falcons. Fairchild was over it too. She's got a quick handball out now towards Hammond, and she thumps this one up towards full forward to the hotspot. Pierce affected the spoil, brought the ball to ground. Trying to kick the ball off the ground. There was Bishop. May have been in danger. Umpire said no. Ball falls away. Suzuki, she had her kick smothered. Ball's bobbling around about 40 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Quick kick towards the top of the square. Went over the head of Simpson. They do well. She went back in to try and fish the ball. Pierce just barges her way through here. Gets a handball out. Quick snap on goal by Wilson. But it's going to fall short. And the Thunder, they're going to clear this one up towards the back pocket. Two on one in favour of the Falcons, though. Throwing her body on the line there was Stevie Lee Thompson. Ball's come out the back, and the umpire's plucked out a free kick for a high. It'll be a relieving free kick here on the last line of defence. We're in the back pocket here for the Thunder. And it looks like it's going to go the way of Pryor. She's in the back pocket. She'll drive this one up towards half-back. It's all the Falcons back here, though, and taking the mark. An intercepting mark here was Elise O'Day. She's going to drive the Falcons back inside, forward 50 kick. Just skewed off the side of her boot, and it's going to go straight back down the throat of Pryor. They're playing kick-to-kick here, Peter. And she got the signal from from Lauren Pierce. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to put it in my direction, but you just miscued the kick. And Steph Simpson nearly got in the way of her teammate there in Georgia Hammond. But when the captain says it's my ball, you listen to the captain. Simpson going in the direction of Lauren Pierce. What? Two bites of the cherry. And she pulls it in. And you can tell there's a strong Falcons contingent in the crowd when you heard that roar. So Lauren Pierce from almost directly in front, 25 metres out to reduce the margin to three points. Kicking towards the city end. 
Pierce. And he'll make the goal umpire do a bit of work, but it's through the two posts. The Falcons move to 3-1-19. The NT Thunder 3-4-22. Your match analyst is Elise Collette. How, I don't, don't quite know what the phrase I'm looking for is, but um, Lauren Pierce is a jack of all trades, for want of a better phrase. She can, she can rug all over the ground, and she can kick goals as well. Definitely. She's probably been the best on for the Falcons. And it's game on now here at Preston City Oval. Four and a half minutes remaining in this third quarter. I'm trying to remember the story. Who did the Falcons have to thank? Was it Katie Brennan or Daisy Pierce was the one that had the coffee with Lauren Pierce? Ooh, I have a feeling it might have been Daisy, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it invited invited, uh, Lauren Pierce for a coffee, which got her to play... VFL. This was, of course, VWFL before the AFLW came along, which, of course, uh, is it also part of the is part of the Libby Birch story as well? I think so. It's going to be a free kick off the play just from a restart here. Sorry to interrupt your coffee stories, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, well, the, the Darren Falcons have a great network of being able to yeah. find footballers before they become footballers. <laughs> Valuable coffee, by the looks of it. When it comes to Lauren Pierce, now the kick from Hammond. She got the free kick in the middle of Preston City Oval. She drove it up towards half forward. May have been tripped there, Armistead, and that's what the umpire says. She was legged, and she'll get a free kick here at centre half back. Falcons are really putting the asset now to the Thunder. It's a Thunder though, still leading it by three points. Three four twenty-two to the Falcons. Three one nineteen. Just over three minutes remaining here in this third quarter. Kick there by Armistead. It's going to fall the way of Simmons. They just eluded her, and they do have numbers, though. Hatchard, quick little handball out to Robert. She was well hit by Honeybun. Quick handball out was all right. O'Day just stood on her boot, just went up and down, only went about five metres, went through the feet of Fabris. Good tackle here by the Thunder. That was through Fairchild. She tackled her opponent in Simmons. Balls right next towards the boundary line. Good tackle again by Fairchild on Simmons. Ball comes out now towards half-back for the Thunder. Quick kick forward there was okay by Van Hagen. Towards centre wing broadcast side here. Three on two here for the Thunder. Ball comes out, though, the way of the Falcons, and they're going to drive it back up towards half forward. Big fist away there by Johnson. Again, plenty of plays around this one. Armistead for the Thunder over it. She's tackled and wrapped up immediately by Suzuki, and we'll have a stoppage here right on the 50-metre arc at half forward for the Falcons. They're doing all the attacking here in the last five to seven minutes. They still trail by three points, say 3 one to 3-4-22. Pierce, the last goal kicker, just grabbed it out of the rock. Quick handball, though, fell the way of Van Hagen, but leading the race here for the Falcons will be Stephanie Simpson. She's got time, steps inside her opponent. Zagetti already kicked a goal this quarter. Her handball, though, was intercepted, and the Falcons are going to look to try and bring this one back inside, Ford 50. Good tackle on Patterson, though. Thunder doing well to lock them up. Foley in there as well. Tavern Lawson was wrapped up. And we're going to have a stoppage here. And we'll have it tossed up. Just the attacking side of the wing for the Falcons here. They trail it by three points. 3-1-19 to 3-4-22. Ball on the outer side. Here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and the VFL app. One out by Lauren Pierce straight down the throat of Aliso Day. Elite and elite. Got it across to Brooke Patterson. Patterson drives inside 50, but getting in front is Sophie Armistead. A roll call of great footballers there as Armistead gets on the right boot, kicks it long, tries to go inside the centre square, going to be sent back from whence it came through Colvin. Empty goal square, bounces left instead of right. 
and registers a minor score. Would have brought the house down. 3-2-20 the Falcons, 3-4-22 the Thunder, under a minute remaining in the third term. So Letitia Jeffrey with the kick-out duties, kicks it up towards half forward and the kick is going to be intercepted by Suzuki, ball right next towards the boundary line but the Thunder they get out of danger here though, quick kick forward by Johnson, skewed off the inside of her foot, Pierce was in there for the Falcons, just outside the attacking 50 for Darabin and we'll have another stoppage here just about 30 seconds remaining here in this third quarter probably only the Falcons who are going to be able to register a score Ball falls away of Foley. She gets a clearing kick up towards center wing. This ball's trickling up towards the boundary line. Leading the race there for the Thunder was Couch. And the ball is going to trickle over the boundary line and out of play. And we'll have it tossed in. As time is probably going to beat both teams here. Only eight seconds remaining. And it'll be the Falcons trailing by two points at three-quarter time. 3-2-20 three, to 3-4-22. Umpire tosses this one in. Pierce won it from the ruck contest. Quick kick forward there by O'Day. Up towards half-forward. Crunching tackle here. Fairchild won the football. Quick kick over the top was all right. Madison Wilson getting back and she takes the mark. I think the uh, time clock might well, be off here. Well, it I could think, be for the injury. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It looks like they stopped the clock for Hibbert. So maybe the VFL have said something to the clubs during the week after the time lost for the injuries and no stretcher last week. And maybe then, they heard your rant, Pete. Yes. <laughs> maybe a memo was sent. So. Oh, God. Ball is in the lap of Madison Wilson, who was able to get out the back there and take a mark about 15 metres out from goal. She'll kick from 20 out. Slight angle. And this to give the Falcons a lead. Comes in, steady approach, kick towards goal. Gun barrel straight, Falcons in front. 4-2, 26, Thunder 3, 4-22. Yeah, listen to that roar from the... Um, predominantly Falcons crowd here. Yeah, great kick from Rilson and there goes the siren. There's the siren. So the Falcons at the death of three-quarter time lead it by four points courtesy of a goal and her first of the game to Madison Wilson. They kicked the last three, the three last goals of that third quarter to lead it 4-2-26 to Thunder 3-4-22. The question is, of course, Elise Collette, we must ask, can Darabin keep it up in the final quarter for two reasons? A, they'll be going against the wind. But B, they've got two players off the ground to injury, that being Alan Buckley and Rachel Hibbert. That is, that's a good point, you're right. But they, they do have all the momentum. So they've just, I guess they've got to try and keep keep their defence strong and just just work the ball forward. They, they, they can afford to take a bit of time. Like, the... Martin's not great, not a big, but they've if they just take that extra second, just slow down, calm down. This is where leaders like um, O'Day and Pierce are going to be very helpful. They just take that time and just make sure that they get the best option with their kicks and handballs. You know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a tricky situation as well when you think about what the VFLW is, as well as obviously clubs like Darabin and etc. wanting to go for the flag and win games and premiership glory, etc. It also doubles as a development competition. When you're going for the win, exactly what you expect. Lauren Pierce in the rack, Aliso Day on the ball, Patterson coming through, the well-known names, the experienced talent in the middle. On the flip side of the coin, where you're in a development competition, you kind of then ask the question, do you want 
they shouldn't be in the middle. We need to throw in some of the up-and-comers to say, right, now it is on you. This is your challenge to prove that you're worthy of the next level. It is now on to you to win the game. We've spoken about Lawson Tabbitt as a name. Molly Eastman, um, uh, Lauren Zaghetti, who's had a little bit of the ball. It's almost like, you know, if we want to see them go to the next level, AFLW, it's like, now it's on you to win the game. I guess that's where clubs like Darabin are in yeah. an interesting position because yeah. they're not AFLW aligned. Yeah, yeah. So they've got different objectives to yeah. someone like yeah. oh, Carlton, for example. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see the moves that Michael Erickson does make here in that final quarter. Goal kickers at uh, three-quarter time look like this. For the Thunder, we've got uh, three, uh, two here, pardon me, to Aloise Jones, one to Janet Baird, and we've got singles to uh, Zagetti, Wilson, O'Day, and who's the other one I'm missing there? Pierce. Pierce, of Pierce. course. Yep. I should have known, as we called it, uh, with the crowd roaring when she took that mark and kicked that goal. Lauren Pierce, the number 40 there for the Darabin Falcons. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. When we return, it's the final Final quarter here at Preston City Oval. Premiership coach Paul Roos talks teamwork, leadership and creating a winning culture. One of the smartest minds in football talks about his life and the lessons he's learned. On the next RecLink Sporting Chance Night, if you're in sport or business, come and learn from one of the best. It's on Wednesday, August 14 at the Hoppers Club. Pelham Drive, Hoppers Crossing. Tickets just $25, but bookings are a must. Call 94196672 and join Paul Roos. Recklink, including the unincluded. The verdict. Buffalo River looks a really good horse. Now, he needs to step up significantly, though, if he's going to compete in races like the Golden Eagle. Breaking down the times from Saturday, he was a long way off a horse called Rykovic. You probably wouldn't entertain in that sort of race. So he, basically, he needs to run faster for longer if he wants to be an elite athlete, which he still might be because he's got a lot of upside. He still did a bit wrong on Saturday. The verdict. 9 till 10, Monday mornings. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN 927. For the big game this weekend, here's where to meet up the Mail Exchange Hotel. Five minutes walk from Marvel Stadium. Ales, wine, superb food and tap terminals. The Mail Exchange Hotel. It's where the footy fans meet up. Corner Burke and Spencer Streets, City. Opposite the steps at Southern Cross Station. When driving, it's important for you to be buckled up at all times. But have you thought about the safety of your child? All children up to seven years of age must be safely fastened in a capsule, child safety seat or booster seat, depending on their age and size. Fines and demerit points apply to drivers who don't ensure all children are safely buckled in. Hi, I'm Frances Peters Little, daughter of legendary singer Jimmy Little. My dad was just like everyone else with chronic kidney disease. He fought it hard for years, but eventually it took his life. My dad would want you to know that kidney disease affects about 60,000 of our mob, but worse still, 9 out of 10 people don't even know they have it. So, even if you don't think you have any health issues, do yourself and your family a favour and ask your doctor or local AMS to check your kidneys. The Breakfast Club's Inner Sanctum on the Magpies with Taylor Adams. The doc and the physio just knew that I'd done something quite significant. When that happens, is that your call or the medico's call? Did you say, no, nah, I'm not right? Yeah, I said I wasn't right. I was too sore to go back on. <laughs> the final may be a little bit different, but yeah, I was. I made the call in the end. The Inner Sanctum, taking you inside the AFL season. Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday mornings from 7 on RSN 927's Breakfast Club. And welcome back here to Preston City Oval. It's about ready to get underway for the final term with the call. Here is your lead caller in Paul Sebastiani. So, Falcons with all the momentum to finish that third quarter and they lead it by four points here. 4 to 26 to 
three for 22. And did ask the question, Peter, during that break, where would Lauren Pierce be? And she's smack bang in the middle in the ruck. She gets a double-handed tap down. Ball falls away. The Falcons, although they're, they're worried out of it there by Foley, and she goes to chase back after it and pick, tries to pick up the footy. Just eluded her. Got a handball out the back to her intended target. That was Hatchet. She wobbles one up towards half forward. Thunder into attack early. Good mark there. Juggling it was Amy Chittick. She's too far out to score, though. She's about 50 metres out. She's going to pop this one up towards the top of the square. Plenty of players going back there with the flight. Colvin was in there trying to spin her way out of trouble there for the Thunder. That was Couch. Her kick was smothered. And it'll go over the boundary line and out of play. It'll be tossed in right next to the behind post. The umpire takes a couple of steps in to throw this one. Ball will be tossed in about 15 metres out from the Northern Territory Thunder goal. Pierce in the ruck against Simmons. She just fists this one out towards the defensive 50. Foley was tackled without it. Umpire said play on. She dropped the football. Falcons go in this one very hard. Wilson was in there, got a quick handball out. Throwing their body over the line here. The Falcons, plenty of plays around this one again. We'll have a stop. He's just outside the, the, the offensive 50 here for the Thunder. So they lead it. Falcons lead it by four points. Pierce in the ruck again. Foley may have been taken off the football here. She's just gone down. We'll keep an eye on that again. She doesn't look in a good way here. Another casualty in this match. Ball just trickles its way inside forward 50 for the Thunder. Trying to win the football there was Alice. Pierce threw her body on the line again. Got a handball out. The handball only went as far as Duggett. She scrubbed it up a kick towards full forward. Leading the race here again was Cash. She was smashed off the football by Gardner. Again, more players around this one. are probably going to have another stoppage here. And we will indeed. We'll have it tossed up about 25 metres out from the Northern Territory Thunder goal. Right here on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com, and you're watching the live stream on Facebook.com forward slash WARF Radio. Aaron Pierce was straight down the throat. Lister's kick is dangerously close to the boundary line, and it will be smothered by her own teammate before it goes over, so that will deny the last disposal rule, and that will call for a throw. And as we said, that tricky thing of kicking out of the back line, if it goes out of bounds before you get it out of your back 50, you can get a throw in, but if it goes a centimetre over that line, it's then a free kick to your opponent. It's a very tricky situation as the ball is thrown back into play. Simmons versus Pierce. Both rucks miss the football. Trying to hold on there, Stevie Lee Thompson. Hair pass was wild. Now here's an opportunity here. Eastman for the Falcons. Goes for it up the line, trying to find Zagetti. Got past her. Want to run onto it as Armistead over around the football. Nearly tripped up Georgia Hammond on the way through. Quick hand pass out. Then the hurry kick. I think that was Cusack who went up the line, only to be intercepted by Junior. Aliso Day, she's on the right boot, kicks up the line, managing to spot up her teammate and Molly Eastman. Eastman on the right boot, she's starting to get a bit of the ball here in this final turn. Bishop couldn't park herself underneath the football, Hammond read it best. Georgia Hammond says, I want an option. I need an option. She is about 65 metres out from home. She goes long. She goes inside 50. Was trying to find her captain and Steph Simpson. Got locked with the ball. Fairchild wanted to jump in there as well. Pack quickly forms and will call for a ball up. 35 metres out from the Falcons goal. Match analyst is Elise Collette. We were talking earlier about where players like Lauren Pierce had start. It appears Georgia Hammond has started forward and she appears to be their second ruck today. So maybe they're just rotating Hammond and Pierce because I don't think Pierce has come off the ground yet. So Falcons quick snap up towards goal by O'Day and it's picked up there and snapped around the body by Wilson and it's just missed. 
Blow the siren now. I tip so. this margin. <laughs> <laughs> so the Falcons go to 4-3-27. Thunder are 3-4-22. Falcons lead it by five points. Thunder go outside. Defensive 50, but Pierce, she's been rock solid all day. She takes the intercepting mark. Attacking side of the wing. She's called to hurry up. Kick just skewed off the side of her boot. Went over the head there of Cusack. Foul the way of Fairchild. She kicked it up to the top of the square. And taking a mark. That's Madison Wilson. And she'll go back from an eerily similar spot to where she put the Falcons in front in the third quarter. She'll go back at the opposite end towards the Preston City Market end of the ground. From about 25 metres out, we're right behind this one in the broadcast booth. This to extend the Falcons' lead. She trots in. Steady approach again. Comes in and the kick's just skewed away out to the left. And it goes through for one behind. So let off there for the Thunder. One behind for the Falcons. And they now go to lead it. So the Thunder will take the quick kick in. It's okay. They're on the outer side here. They've got to try and arrest this momentum that the Falcons do have. Quick kick out was okay. And they work this one up towards halfback. Kick up towards the defensive side of the wing. Standing tall there were the Falcons, but the Thunder are going to look to try and quell the Falcons. But the Falcons end up getting this towards half forward. Plenty of players around this one here. Simpson was in there for the Falcons and we'll have a stoppage here on the outer side half forward for the Fal for the Falcons have got all the momentum up in this last quarter Pierce in the ruck quick tap down towards Eastman she was besieged upon as the football came her way and we'll have another stoppage just inside 50 for the Falcons they're attacking to this Preston City Preston market end of the stadium as the umpire throws the football high in the air for Lauren Pierce to win the tap couldn't find a day. Hurry kick away by the Thunder. Doesn't really gain any distance. Steph Simpson overruns the football. Chitty comes out afterwards. Kick was socket off the ground. That was a smart footy. That's Hatchard. It goes further up the line. Roberts now keeps the soccer skills going. They gained about a good 70, 80 metres in that play. And the ball will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. But because of last disposal, it will mean the Darabin Falcons free kick to Patterson. And she'll have to bring the football back. Here's to be a... 50. And a 50 medal penalty for not giving it back on the fall, I think. And just a score update. The scoreboard up there is wrong. 4-3-27 on the big electronic scoreboard. It should read 4-4-28. Correct. It is a six-point margin, and the pass is perfect. Taking a mark. I think that's Georgia Hammond who's got the footy. She likes to go for the pass 50 metres out from goal. It is dangerous. Zagetti was sliding and couldn't quite get the football. In fact, it wasn't Zagetti. It was her teammate wearing the 16. And Kennedy, who chased up and had another crack at it again. Kennedy goes for a third crack at the pill. Now, the umpire might say dealt with unfairly off the football and will call for a ball up. Our score is correct. Our time clock's slightly out by 10 seconds. So just keep that in mind. As oh, Getting spoiled from behind Hatchard. A day not happy. Big hit. Hatchard gets the resulting free kick. She'll get up. And she'll look around for some options. Ann Hatchard wants to try and come out of defence. One goal the margin here at the moment. 4-4 four, four to 3-4. Here's the kick. Pierce tries the spoiling work here on Pryor. Falcons have another crack at it here. Maybe held without it. Umpire said no. Hurry kick away and getting shoved. Simmons goes up the line. Bouncing football. 
Falcons here, uh, pardon me, Thunder here with the numbers. Duggan goes towards the half fourth flank position, then offers some shepherding work. Auckland hand pass, Latisha Jeffrey. Going back again. The Falcons ripped off of it. Gardner. Payon calls the umpire. Going in there, Lawson Tavern. And she gets seen over the boundary line and out of bounds right in front of our broadcast position. Match analyst is Elise Collette. Yeah, was lucky to, to not give away the holding the ball there, but um, great work from NT Thunder just to work it um, work it forward and try and rest a little bit of the momentum back that is very clearly in Darabin's favour at the moment. So Hammond tried to smack the ball forward there for the Falcons. Goes away, the Thunder though. Johnson tried to go in there, but a quick little scrubber kick off the ground by Stephanie Simpson brings the Falcons to the attacking side of the centre square. Johnson went back though for the Thunder. Put a ball up towards Angela Foley. She couldn't take the ball. Ball falls away of the Falcons. Now quick handball out towards Eastman. She shovels out a handball towards Lister, and there's going to be a free kick off the ball. It's going to go the way of Eastman. Ball's coming back now here. Just the defensive side of the wing broadcast side here at Preston City Oval. It's the Falcons leaning it by an even goal. 4-4-28 to 3-4-22 the Thunder. Standing up tall and taking a good intercept mark was Van Hagen for the Thunder. Defensive side of the centre square. She comes to the outer side. Risky kick. Now coming across to take the mark was Elise O'Day. Umpire calls it a play on. She stepped off her mark. Not the best of kicks. It's intercepted by the Thunder. Quick handball out. Now the Thunder can go forward. Ball up towards half forward. Jones leading the race. Couldn't take it. And now coming through for the Falcons was Patterson. She kicks into the middle. Finds her captain, Stephanie Simpson. She can run and go. Umpire says play on. She goes short. Poor kick. Intercepted now. Questionable kick. By Hatchard. And for those watching online, we've just adjusted our clock as well to be in sync with the clock there on the scoreboard. Thank you, Peter. As yep. the ball comes out towards the outer side now and taking it away is Crystal Tack. We couldn't have two draws in a round, could we? <laughs> we already had Hawthorne and Carlton draw yesterday. Tack gets immediately caught and the umpire says holding the football. Free kick going the way of Samara David for the Darabin Falcons. Centre wing, Kramer Street side of the ground. Alexa to go on the right boot, heading in the Lauren Pierce direction. Jumped a little too early. Cusack forces off the football. Goes back for a Cusack, now on the right boot. Pumps it long and high, heading in the cat-cat direction. Whatever couches head. Getting back there, Samara David got to try and bust her way through. Bounces off a few players there in Colvin. Colvin now going in the Lauren Pierce direction. One versus three. And Lauren Pierce just puts the big fist in there and sees the ball go over the boundary line and out of play. 60 metres out from the Falcons' goal. They're 4-4-28. NT Thunder 3-4-22. We have got ten and a half minutes remaining in this match. Your match analyst is Elise Collette. Um, one player that's been... Rock solid in defence for Darabin all day that we haven't mentioned very often, uh, very much is Brooke Patterson. Uh, she's one of the most experienced players on the Darabin list, former Melbourne player, and she's just proving her worth today. Just rock solid in defence. So Falcons thrust their way inside, forward 50 down, leading the race there was Alan Buckley. She was wrapped up well there though by Bush. Ball's right next towards the boundary line, just under the electronic scoreboard here at Preston City Oval. Quick cam ball over the top by the Falcons. It, Wrapped up immediately there, though, was Hicks. Thunder are defending well here, though. They're trying to wrestle the momentum that the Falcons have got up. Ten minutes remaining here in this final quarter. The ball's locked up. We'll have a stoppage. About 35 to 40 metres out from the Falcons' goal. Hammond tried to slap it forward. The Thunder, they look like they might try and get a clearance through Armistead. Maybe taken without a ball. Scrub it outside of defensive 50 for the Thunder. Well, going back there was Honey Bunch. He couldn't take the football. Coming out to meet it there. 
for the Thunder was Michaela Roberts. Quick kick forward now by the Thunder. And taking a good intercept mark, though, for the Falcons was Annalise Lister. Centre wing out of side here at Preston City Oval. She goes now with a cool, calm head. Left-footed kick. It's a wobbly one up towards half-forward. And it's intercepted, though, by Letitia Jeffrey, And she's gone down as well. And she's getting up very slowly now. And hobbles away and goes back to take her kick. Letitia Jeffrey, her side down by an even goal here at Preston City Oval with nine minutes remaining in the match. Going along the direction of Foley, got a nudge underneath the football. Macalia Roberts kept the ball in front of herself. She's a special at pinching the game at the last moment. Keep an eye out for her. Colvin now picks up the footy. Duggan coming at her and just about bulldozes through her forces to give up the football. Colvin has to go back and again. Duggan has another crack at her with support from Michelle Ellis this time and the ball will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. 60 metres out from the Thunder goal. They're attacking the city end. Here's Elise Collette. Um, yeah, good work from NT just to push it forward again. And they've just got to make sure that they get a clear kick out and clear options. Otherwise, the uh, the Falcons are just going to repel and attack their way. Pryor versus Hammond. Hammond wins the tap. Trying to get to it first is Eloise Jones. Gets on the right boot. Almost brings down Rain with a kick at sky high. Gained 30 metres through the hands of Elise O'Day. Couldn't get there. Wild kick out of the pack by the Thunder. Lurking around there is Michelle Ellis. They can get it to her. They cannot. The umpires pulled out for a free kick and said that's a hold and that is going the way of the Darabin Falcons and a chance for them to relieve pressure. So in the back pocket here are the Falcons. They're on the outer side. It's going to be Brooke Patterson driving this one outside. Defensive 50. Big pack of players form. And trying to burst her way through as Johnson got a quick little handball over to Duggan. She tried to get a grubby little kick inside forward 50. Foley was cleaned up as she took the football. She's gone down hurt. Now the Falcons can rebound off halfback. Kick was a high one. Armistead stood under it. Kennedy was in there as well. But Armistead taking the relieving mark. Attacking side of the centre square. And it looks like the umpire we've called a stoppage on play here. Angela Foley, I think, who went down. She was crunched in a hit. And she doesn't look in a good way. Looks like there's a... Uh, looks like there might be a Darren player just looking a bit worse for wear, too. I, I that might actually be Elise. Yeah, I think it was those two involved in the hit. The Foley's back up on her yeah, feet. She seems okay. She's breathing in the big ones, but looks like she's going to yeah. get on with the plate. We don't know if the clock stopped or not. We know the scoreboard just keeps ticking and our <laughs> clock keeps ticking. So it could be anyone's guess if we're bang on the money or not. But it is one goal the margin and it is the Darren Falcons leading it. Foley! All of a sudden, a miracle! She's got back onto it and now she goes inside 50 looking for Hatchard. But the miracle was not complete because it was taken away by Lauren Pierce. The gentle giant, Lauren Pierce, has the footy, elects to go for a run. Got away from the player, hooked the kick. Going towards Tree, set a half-back, awkward bouncing ball for Kearney to try and run to. Couldn't get there. Spun around, Zagetti goes in. The umpire says, holding the ball. Advantage, paid to Van Hagen. Van Hagen with an empty goal square, and she's missed oh. the lots. It's a Barry Crocker, and it's out of bounds on the full, hitting the left-hand point post, Elise Collette. That could have been, uh, could have made things very interesting if that had gone through, but um, unfortunately for the NT Thunder, they get absolutely nothing. Massive moment there for the Thunder through Van Hagen and just skewed that shot out to the left and the kick. She's not the greatest. It's going to fall in the lap of Eastman. They just built the ball. Quick snap on goal. It's going to trickle up towards the top of the square. Doing well there, though, with the Thunder. They're going to try and cause a shot at goal. They're trying to first force this ball forward and a good tackle here by the Falcons right on top of the goal square. And we'll have a stoppage here. The Thunder 
locking and camping this ball inside their forward 50. Big opportunity. Who's going to step up for them here? Bowl is around this football as well. She's just to the outside of the contest, trying to barge her way through was Hatchard. She was wrapped up immediately, and Roberts was in there as well for the Thunder. And we'll have another stoppage. Dangerous time here for the Falcons. They lead it by an even goal. 4-4 plays 3-4. Umpire tosses it up. Pierce in the ruck, tried to steal it out of the ruck. Tried to barge her way through there. Was Joan. She got a quick handball on. Doing well there, though, for the Falcons was Blackwood. She got a clearing kick up towards half-back, but Getting, but going back with the flight was Thompson affecting the small. She's over this one again. There's plenty of plays around this one. We might have another stoppage. Umpire's hovering, and now he crosses himself, and we'll have it tossed up 45 metres out from the Thunder goal. They trail by a goal. And match is in the balance here. Pierce with a tap out the back. Ball falls the way of the Thunder, though. Hatchard trying to clear the ball forward. Quick little handball out by Patterson, and getting cleaned up there was a Falcons defender. Quick kick towards goal was smothered, though, and it'll trickle over the boundary line and out of play. We'll have it tossed in, about 30 metres out from the Thunder goal. Uh, The game's in an interesting position at the moment because the Thunder will be glad that they're keeping it in their 50, so which means Darabin aren't scoring, but they're not scoring either. So in this ruck, it's going to be Van Hagen versus Lauren Pierce. As the clock keeps ticking down and the wind keeps picking up. And what an interesting throw in. It went away from that goal from about 20 metres. That was interesting. Trying to come through, Duggan. Get a hurry kick inside 50 here for the Thunder. Trying to cut it off there is Chittick. She brought it to ground. That's a ball by Michelle Ellis. Everyone jumps on the ball. The umpire says no proportunity and will call for a ball up. According to our clock, we've got just under four minutes remaining. We have it as a one-goal even lead to the Darabin Falcons. Ball is thrown up in the air. One-out Van Hagen. Got it down. Pierce tried to come through. McCallia Roberts lays the tackle. The umpire says holding the ball. It's with Roberts. The spinal quarter specialist. She killed Collingwood last year at Victoria Park. A month ago at La Trobe Uni, she kicked the winning goal against Carlton. She unloads from 45 metres out. No dice this time. Third time, not lucky. Bit of an anti-climax there. Kick came right off the side of Robert's boot. Commentator's curse. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like a, a long, powerful kick. It's peppering away here, the Thunder, but the ball comes out now towards half-back. Eastman was in there over it. Johnson there for the Thunder. She's going to try and send this one back in. She's trying to kick it around her body on the right foot. Roberts was there as well. Quick little handball by Duggan out the back. Falls away of Hatcher. She got a handball to Johnson. Trying to take on Pierce. Pierce wrapped her up. Huge tackle. And it'll be a stoppage. 35 metres out from the Thunder goal. Johnson, she's probably half the size of Pierce, but she said, no, no, try and get out of my way. That wasn't going to work. We'll have it tossed up. Pierce in the ruck again. Again, that clear height advantage over Pryor, but there's going to be a free kick going the way of Pierce infringed upon during the ruck contest, and she'll take it away here for the Darabin Falcons. Drives a kick up towards half-back. Her intended target there was uh, Lister, had it fisted away from her. Thunder are going to look to repel again and try and come back inside forward 50. Robert, she had her kick smothered, and the ball's going to go over the boundary line and out of play. We'll have it tossed in just the attacking side of the wing for the Thunder. They're attacking towards the city end of the stadium. There's probably just under two minutes to go, and it's the Falcons who lead it by an even goal. 4-4 plays 3-4. Interesting dilemma there for Cusack. She didn't know if she should have pumped it long or have gone to Roberts, who's the hot player in the final quarter. 
She elected to go to Roberts, but it didn't quite work out. Ball is back into play. Pierce took it immediately out of the ruck. Went with a handball over the head. Oh, and someone just gets their head ripped off in the media, in the middle of all of that. And Lauren Pierce just says, take as long as you need to get up. I think it might be Gabby Colvin who might be just going, ouch. And, in fact, it's 34, Rennie Hicks, who will get the resulting free kick. So she has it the halfback flank. Kramer Street side of the ground. According to our guesstimate, it's about a minute 15 remaining in the match. Not, not, oh, oh, not at all. And the siren sounded. <laughs> that has caught me and everyone by surprise here at Preston City Oval. Perplexed, just to say the least, but that is the ball game here. 4-4-28, the Darabin Falcons, the NT Thunder, 3-4-22 in a game we just didn't know what was going on when it came to time. <laughs> oh, story of the afternoon. We've had it all today, Peter. We've had a sign that's gone that the umpires didn't hear. Now we've had a sign that's gone a bit early. <laughs> it's all happening here. Uh, um, um, uh, oh, there's no game after this, is there? No, there isn't. Because that's uh, the normal reason they cut it early. No, there's no game after this, so, so um, it, it would uh, continue on as normal and... Uh, because we didn't know earlier when it came to injuries, and now we were kind of sitting there going, huh? <laughs> so um, I know we had to adjust ours to try and match their clock on the scoreboard, but uh, unless they were out or we were out or something was going on, I might have to sit back later on and watch the whole <laughs> final quarter and go, we know is. Was, was that the full 20? Was that meant to have been what it was? But nonetheless, for, it was the full... Oh, the scoreboard was incorrect. So there's the official ah. word from the timekeeper. So, whoever the scoreboard company is, <laughs> let's sort them out. Four, four, Wasn't 20, even on half the game. 4-4-28 four, four, to 3-4-22. Uh, uh, Okie dokie. So, uh, umpires blew time on and all of that. And, uh, Where were well, you? Uh, happening. What an interesting afternoon. Well, you tipped the upset, Peter. Well, I did. You tipped it. I, I did. In fact, the umpire's coming up to check for the scoreboard now. I think they'll show it as 4-4 to 3-4-28. They're just looking for the scoreboard attendants. Where the scoreboard attendants are here at the ground. But, uh, well, what an afternoon. <laughs> Football, everyone <laughs> going, hang on. We haven't used it at all today, and it required this. It definitely required that, I think. Not your tip, though, Peter. <laughs> yep. So, 4-4-28, the Darabin Falcons defeating the NT Thunder 3-4-22 here at Preston City Oval. Goal kickers, uh, we have got for the Darabin Falcons. Goals to Zagetti, Wilson, O'Day and Pierce, And for the NT Thunder, Eloise Jones, two, and Janet Baird, one goal. But Elise Collette, a famous victory here for the Falcons. Yeah, great work by uh, by Darabin there. And if I... If I've kept my notes correctly, they were able to keep the Thunder scoreless for that last quarter. Which Definitely were. Good defensive effort. Work. And that's what, yeah, you said. that's what you said either team needed to do in that last quarter as well, Elise. So well picked up by you. They're good defensive effort by the Falcons late in the game, especially with the Thunder pressing late, Peter. As you can see, the cheers and the smiles on the ground there at the moment from the Falcons players. The Thunder, they applaud their supporters for coming out to watch them today. But that one's going to sting five and four. And a Thunder side at the moment who are now back amongst the pack trying to hold their spot in the top six. And that lifts also, focusing on the Falcons, I think that lifts them up off the bottom of the table. It, indeed, it does. And it, uh, I think it puts Williamstown down there with their Essendon second last. And Carlton as well. Oh, so uh, Carlton, Carlton, Carlton second last. Essendon's a little further, yeah. pardon me, that's right. Carlton are yeah, down. They're now 
Uh, yeah, Darabin are now level with Essendon. Yes, because that's right. Uh, Williamstown will be officially last, which is the one win. Carlton, because of the draw, goes to six points yes. and will be second last. And, and it, then the uh, Darabin Falcons. If I it'll just... all depend on percentage because um, Essendon's percentage at the moment is uh, 62.11. And before today, Darabin were 40.99. So, yeah, it'll depend on percentage as to whether Essendon or the Falcons are further ahead on the ladder. And Anthony Stanker says, from first siren to final term, 20-minute term. So there we are, bang on. As the scoreboard attendant just said, the sc- or the timekeeper just said, the scoreboard was out. Yes. So yeah. apologies for those who are watching online or watching our clock, because we tried to line up our clock with the scoreboard clock, which the scoreboard clock. And mind you, the scoreboard actually wasn't working for the first half here at the ground. No, it was off. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a ghost. There was nothing up there. But uh, no, good. I think we... In that in the pre-game interview with Michael Erickson, we did we picked up a, a it was a good vibe about him. He was up and about. Yeah, he was up and about today. Yeah, no, no, it was it was. I mean, it was. I think it was in stark contrast to to what they were or the attitude that they had going towards the or going into the Collingwood game. I know that time that they played Collingwood here, that Collingwood had a lot of AFLW listed players, and it was going to be hard for the Falcons. But I think they sensed an opportunity today, the Falcons, and and they took it. You know, they took full advantage of it. And, of course, with the injuries that we had in the uh, other terms, which uh, saw the time go on a little bit, we can tell you that's almost got us to 2 o'clock, so we'll have to wrap up very quickly. But I can tell you, looking at the ladder as it sits at the moment, currently on top of the Collingwood Football Club, they're one game clear of the Southern Saints. The Saints can't catch them because of their loss. Could be taking second spot, depending if they have a win and have a, uh, a good enough win to boost their percentage. Richmond are currently third at the moment, playing Melbourne Uni at 3 o'clock at the Swinburne Centre. The Western Bulldogs, after a little bit of a slump, have now gone up to fourth position and are coming. The NT Thunder, as we speak at the moment, are sitting in fifth spot, but could slip to sixth if Melbourne Uni beat Richmond today. Geelong Cats could fall out of the sixth if Melbourne Uni win. Hawthorne at the moment holding on the seventh spot. Melbourne Uni to play. Then Casey Demons, Essendon, Darabin Falcons has just now been updated. It's officially sitting in 11th spot. Carlton and Williamstown on the bottom of the table. A reminder for next week on air, definitely on Sunday, we'll be bringing you the game of Carlton versus Williamstown. The bottom two sides go at it. At Icon Park. Salad Dwellers, it's going to be an intriguing clash. I think I think Carlton should win. I know, I'm taking my biased hat off. Yeah. But I think, I think they're playing well enough at the moment. They, I know they did have a, that sort of draw yesterday and they had that, that sort of heartbreaking loss last week. But I think they're playing just a little bit better football at the moment. And, of course, uh, on Saturday, to be confirmed, we... Want to do Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs, which will be a good game at Morwell Recreational Reserve. That's if I can convince anyone to come with me on the trip down to Morwell. If I can't convince anyone to come with me, then we're going to Windy Hill to do Essendon versus Darabin, which again would be another very good game. So, And that would be a case of 10th versus 11th. So a possible crackers coming up here. Just keep an eye on our social media accounts for further information. Elise Collette, thank you very much for your company today. Thank you for having me. And thanks for being also another caller on your company today, Paul Sebastiani. So I didn't have to go solo today. Two days in a row. <laughs> Pleasure, Peter, as always. And I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company. Time for us to split. We will catch you all again on Saturday and Sunday. And don't forget the midweek show on RSN Carnival 1. Join us at one. Uh, join us at 6 p.m. Wednesday night. 6 p.m. Wednesday night, RSN Carnival 1 for our midweek show. Till then, bye for now. The VFL Women's Match of the Day is a volunteer production by Women's Australian Rules Football Radio for RSN 927's digital channel, Carnival 2. Tuesday, the 
Breakfast Club will be live from Mildura. It's the heads up on the Mildura Cup. The Breakfast Club. Right on the riverfront at Cafe 1909. We'll have all the regular Tuesday sports talk. And we'll let you know how to be part of Mildura Cup Day. Friday, July 26. Making the most of Mildura's brilliant winter weather. It's all thanks to Mildura Racing Club and Country Racing Victoria. The Breakfast Club. Enjoying Murray River Magic. Tuesday on RSN 927.